Hello, this is the audio-only version of the Council on Future Conflicts. If you prefer video, please join us on the Future Conflicts channel on YouTube. If you'd like to watch the show live and participate in the chat, the show begins at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, as well as a special Saturday evening show at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, sharing our show with friends, and reviewing us on your podcasting app of choice. Now on with the show. Wow. Hey everybody, uh, welcome. Uh, Andrew is not here yet, he, uh, but we should be joined by uh, Legal Mindset, Andrew, um, shortly. I think his his uh, stream just finished, so uh, let's give him uh, an opportunity to get himself uh, watered. It is Friday night here, so I know he's drinking, um, so he probably has to re, uh, refill his, uh, his, his drink. Um, no, you are not seeing things. Uh, uh, future Senator, uh, State Senator Ron, uh, his, uh, <laughs> his jinx is it. back. <laughs> hey, Ron, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm 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 warmly ensconced in my little cabin in the hills. Uh, we're uh, having a, a snowstorm event here in the Black Hills this morning. And somehow, yet the Black Hills is able to get better internet than Detroit. Um, <laughs> we're building it back better right here in the hills, folks. That's exactly right. All right, this is the Council of Future Conflicts, Ukraine War Day eighty six. Uh, this is the only found on the Future Conflict YouTube channel. My name is Scott. Uh, I am the host of the channel. Uh, I like to, you know, I'm the I'm the cat herder around here to make sure I, I get all these uh, amazing professionals in line and on time. Uh, to bring to you, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, full servings of their experience and wisdom so that we can figure out what the hell is going on in the world uh, and hopefully read some of the tea leaves so that uh, we are a little less uh, surprised when crazy stuff happens. Um, as always, I'm joined by the Council on Future Conflicts. Um, Stan, welcome. Uh, you're, uh, you're, you're the top dog today. Uh, how how you doing? Are we alphabetical? No, we're not yet. Well, I am with Ron, that's for sure. But um, but yes, I'm I'm well, thanks. No snow here, but uh, all things are good. I'm just continuing to watch. I'm, I'm the world burn. It's interesting. Well, you know, the good thing the world's not burning here because uh, we you know we just had a uh, visit by POTUS just right down the road uh, here here in Pyeongtaek, uh, South Korea. He came and visited the uh, chip fab. So uh, no uh, world. Was he looking for here. was he looking for ice cream with his chips? Uh, <laughs> I I th I think he had he it was chocolate chip at yeah. ice cream is what he yeah. was looking for. Uh, we already talked to Ron. Welcome, uh, Ron. Glad to have you for as long as we can, uh, Mike. How are you doing today? Coming unaware uh, very well. <laughs> doing so well. Um, yesterday was kind of really cool. Uh, I participated. I offered a, a book to be auctioned for a gentleman, uh, a former Marine who who has left us, and the and the money was going to his his family, uh, and, and it it actually one 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 anthology. Uh, got four hundred dollars that oh, wow. went to the family. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah, that's great. I, you know, you know, talk thinking about the idea that uh, stand that you had for our uh, our uh, 
our poker uh, show, I think, you know, if, if we can, you know, find a good charity, I think that would definitely be something that, you know, especially if we could do that on a regular basis, maybe have uh, some, some good charities lined up to do little things. And even if it's a couple hundred bucks uh, each time, I think that's a, yeah, I think it, I think it'd be fun. I, 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 I'll throw this to the chat. I think it'd be entertaining. Um, and we could do some, we'd do a little bit of good. Not, yeah, not, no. Yeah, we we've got to we've got to give back to the community, right? I mean, um, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that, that need help. So, um, below there, uh, below Colonel Mike Bennett is Joe Dolio. Joe, you're on the road, right? I am. I'm uh, I'm headed up north to do some training with uh, our friends at Radio Contra, uh, NC Scout. We do some radio training with a bunch of people. We will not be plotting anything against any governors, despite what you may hear. Uh, <laughs> just going to be hanging out, smoking cigars, drinking some whiskey, and talking about radio stuff. Enjoying freedom, right? Enjoying freedom. Well, you know, don't, uh, don't let any of those, uh, you know ham uh, nerds df you guys up there we wouldn't want well to... and you see that's kind of we're going to be talking about the sad hams and the sad things they do um but but i, I want to point out that I, I do have some radio intercept information that the president was very upset that there was not a single potato chip uh at the chip factory yes the pringles was not available apparently um though pringles is widely available here in korea which is kind of you know makes me scratch my head Maybe they had shrimp chips for him instead. Ooh. They were just trying to get rid of him. My kids, I, 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 my kids they, love those they shrimp chips. Kimchi Pringles in, in Korea? Are there kimchi pr Pringles? No, it's in... no. They have shrimp uh, Pringles. I think. Um, I think they have. Uh, I you know, like they have weird flavors. You know, like uh, like octopus, uh, squid, and shrimp flavored. Um, and if you if you if you have ever walked into or behind the scenes at any Asian aquaculture sort of stuff, man, you would not eat shrimp Pringles. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I assume they, they just jump. eat them like manure and things like that, don't you? Yes, water. Uh, uh, Joe, don't forget when you're talking about radios, the most important part is, well, there's two important parts. There's batteries, and more importantly than that is antennas. So I want to see your jungle antenna skills, how how many you can hey, build with what you have available. That's coming on Wednesday, Thursday, and uh, and absolutely. Uh, you know, I don't care what kind of radio you have. It's all about the battery and all about the antenna. You got so are that you, right. Uh, are you going to bring up that idea that I had that we were discussing in private about radios and antennas and little whirly things oh i am that's that that's a campfire whiskey conversation we're gonna have yeah good good okay and we'll be making some videos by the way of this whole event uh and there might even be a live stream or two that goes on Glorious. one on his phone one on mine so good times is, it, is this going to include the uh the dancing around the campfire with whiskey in one hand and an antenna in the other uh yeah but i may have to edit it a little bit well you know you know joe you, your, you all keep your cargo shorts on joe so this That's is right. full bohemian grove sort of stuff is that it well he, he may be in the banana hammock uh for this uh ron the 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 weather's warm well you better tell the weather out here that it's warm because it's not well you know relatively speaking joe I think he's getting hit by that same storm, actually. Hey, have we have we gotten an update on Farmageddon from Sibley yet? 
I haven't heard from him. I saw some pictures of them on the road. Uh oh. I didn't get any from Sibley, but I got it from others that they're having a good time, and that's all I've got. Well, that doesn't sound suspicious at all. Well, I saw that Voodoo Six said that Demp had heat stroke. I found that hard to believe. So, <laughs> I mean, he lives there. Well, right? if Demp had heat stroke, it probably had to do with his method of hydration, and we'll leave it at that. Could be. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Hey, I, I dropped the link to uh, the show Twitter uh, in the chat. Let everybody know if you got if you have a if you have a, t- a Twitter account, give that a, a that link a, a tickle and uh, give it a, a retweet and a like and let people know uh, that the legal mindset is going to be coming in here uh, shortly. We appreciate that. Um, all right, so I, I don't want to. I know Ron uh, has a limited time with us here, so I want to. I want to get through the map so we can uh, get his uh, wisdom on some of this stuff. Um, so let's jump right into it. So, uh, in the vicinity of Kharkiv, uh, Russian forces are focused on maintaining their positions north of Kharkiv city uh, to prevent further Ukrainian advances on uh, May nineteenth. Ukrainian general staff noted that Russian troops conducted unspecified and unsuccessful counterattacks in an attempt to restore lost positions in Kharkiv city. The deputy chief of main operations uh, of the Ukrainian general staff uh, reported that the Ukrainian counteroffensive in northern Kharkiv uh, has liberated 23 settlements uh, since May 5th, but did not name the settlements. Russian troops continue to conduct artillery attacks on Ukrainian positions and suburb settlements in, in and around Kharkiv city. And so just north of, uh, of Kharkiv, we've got this, uh, yeah, this link right here is a, um, basically it's a, it's kind of interesting. Um, it's this, there's three videos and we can kind of, you know, kind of go through them. Now, there's a guy on the ground just north of where this tank is. And I, I saw him earlier, but I don't see him right now. Um, but essentially, this tank is, is being it's on fire, as you can see. Um, so it's been under attack by somebody. Uh, and there's a there are dismounted infantry people with uh, anti uh, anti tank weapons, and then so he's going to essentially go on a single tank attack to try to to get the uh, the the dismounts who are uh, are are trying to kill his tank with RPGs and uh, and the like. It didn't seem like they had any guided weapons, or they would have easily have uh, uh, taken this tank out. Um, so go ahead to the go to the next video. And so this is the next so this is just further down the road. So you can see this guy in the road here and he's lining up a shot with maybe I think what he has an RPG because it doesn't appear to be uh and there was a there was a, a round that looks like a hit uh in there and so he's got a he's got to get the hell out of there. And he has moved into this kind of uh, these trees here, uh, just south of the road. Now, essentially, this is north is up, south is down, roughly. Um, this is this is a position north of Kharkiv city. So now he's fight, fighting into firing into the the tree line here, um, because this somewhere in here is the location of this guy. Now, I'll be honest with you, I, I if I were that tank, I would not be doing this. 
um, you know, chasing after a single dude with an RPG. Um, now, okay, go all the way back to the beginning of the video. So I don't know what caused this, but he, you can see where he shot from over here. And the, so it goes from your left, from the video's right to left. Um, he's in these uh, trees and, and bushes here north of the road now. And so, uh, but the tank is misoriented and he doesn't know exactly where he is. So he's just kind of firing blindly into the, uh, into the scrub. Uh, and this is just a, yeah, I'm going to, because the video never shows the tank getting hit and destroyed, I'm going to assume that basically this whole thing was a push. Uh, and and both sides kind of retreated, but uh, ultimately that's a that's a losing proposition for a Russian tank to try to uh, track down, uh, especially if he's by himself. Now the the sad thing is is he, there's dismounts here in this trench line here. Um, I don't know if those are Russian. I assume those are Russian dismounts or Russian infantry. So I don't know why these guys aren't helping him out, but. Uh, Ultimately, this kind of goes to that kind of coordinated ground, uh, ground, ground coordination, uh, and we've seen just kind of a lack of that that skill set in this whole thing. So, all right, moving on. Uh, moving over to Izum, uh, as you know, Izum's that uh, small town to the southeast of uh, Kharkiv that the Russians have been using uh, as a kind of staging area for their southward advances. Um, Russian forces unsuccessfully attempted to resume offensive operations southwest of Izum uh, and did not advance in the Slovyansk and Lyman directions on May 19th. Uh, the Ukrainian general staff reported that Russian forces suffered significant losses, uh, retreated after the failed assault on Komishurvaka, uh, uh, <laughs> approximately uh, 23 kilometers southwest of Izum. Yes. Is a Russian town. <laughs> Drink Sorry. more, Scott. Your pronunciation will well, improve. I, I, I doubt that. Uh, and I didn't even... So the first part of that one is uh, Velika. And I didn't even... I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Ukrainian officials said that Russian forces are resuming the Slovyansk uh, offensive despite the loss of offensive capabilities. Uh, Ukrainian artillery struck uh, a Russian electronic warfare unit uh, seven kilometers from Izum on May 18th. Um, and we have no... Let's see. Oh. I'm just finding new videos and they autoplay with volume when I'm looking at them on the other screen. Sorry I love this, that. by the way, with this David Attenborough voiceover. Yeah, have you guys seen this? Me. Yeah, let me... It's a Russian tank. Like the Pacific Salmon, Russian tanks migrate long distances from the abyss of Russia to end their lives in Ukraine's beautiful fields. Driven by an evolutionary desire to end their life somewhere better, after reaching Ukraine, all species of Russian tank die. The 2022 run was a major event for predators, such as Ukrainian SOF teams. TB2 Bayraktars, and local farmers on tractors. Most tank species pop their turrets to celebrate the end of their life cycles. <laughs> I can't remember if we played that before, but that's... That, that, no, that no, I've, I've never seen that one before today. So. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, moving on. Um, so Donetsk uh, line of control area. This includes the uh, the uh, Serval Donetsk salient. Um, Russian forces intensified efforts to advance north and west uh, out of uh, Popozna in preparation for the Battle of Servodonetsk. Um, Ukrainian officials reported that Russian, uh, Russian forces conducted several unsuccessful assaults in settlements leading to the uh, Lishchansky and Bamut highways near Popozna. Uh, the Luhansk uh, People's Republic uh, claimed to have encircled Ukrainian troops in uh, Zolotoy and Hirsk, um, approximately 12 and 14 kilometers northeast of Popozna, respectfully. Um, we can't, so this LNR claim is not independently verifiable, um, but I'll be honest with you, based on all the news that I've seen coming out, the, this uh, breakout is real and the Ukrainians are having a hard time containing it. Um, Russian forces are also attempting to break Ukrainian defenses west and east of uh, Adivka uh, without any success, maintain heavy shelling uh, in the area. So I, I will say, so um, the video that we've got out of Adivka, I spent a little time... Yeah, this is, uh, I think the Russians, yeah, using a captured Stugna uh, ATGM to hit Ukrainian positions. I don't know if anybody was following my account before the war that's still here, but if you were, you'll remember that I said the Stugna was going to be a big deal. It, it's, it's just cheap enough with just the right mix of technologies that overcome some of its weaknesses, that it's, uh, and they've been making them for just long enough that they've got enough numbers that they're they're such a useful weapon system so um g let's go to the third link here oh, the lnr net yeah, yeah yeah this one so um this these guys are uh lnr fighters um essentially the lnr i think we've talked about this dnr and lnr guys while they are not what you would call high-end uh operatives these guys have been fighting for um for the last eight years so what they lack in maybe training they they have they add in uh in just experience um, now so this okay so this uh warehouse that's getting hit um this is literally 100 meters from the line of control. So that just shows you that, it, that despite the pressure and the, and the last almost 90 days, um, they are still no, you know, the line of control is still holding out and Ukraine is doing a commendable job in this section, uh, sector of actually uh, holding the line. So uh, I just found that kind of interesting once I geolocated that, uh, that one area. Um, this is another, this is a great example of uh, what not to do. Um, when you start getting, okay, Joe, I, I, when, what was your basic react to indirect fire uh, uh, drill back in the day? Uh, basically move in a linear fashion away, or if you were in a hole, stay in a hole and get deeper. Right. If you, if you had good cover, you just kind of hold what you got. But if you're yeah. in the in the open, you want to get the hell out of the area, right? Well, these tanks clear, go. 
Yeah. And, and these these tanks don't get this. And so just watch the watch the stupidity that ensues. Now they've got some dismounts and stuff in the area as well, but um, these guys are are not getting out of the area. Um, so the and they're practically running over their own dis uh, and then uh, and then artillery hits right there next to them, and it looks like it sets something off. I I, I don't know if that's uh, maybe ERA armor on the tank or maybe it you know damaged the tank itself, but. But now he's backing up and running over trees and stuff. I'm pretty sure there were some uh, crunchies in that area that are, are crunching pretty good right now. The other tank is just kind of, what the hell am I doing? Where where am I? Where do I want to go? And so the, just the general lack of, con, you know, of, of any kind of direction here is just... Well, once you I, know how indirect fire works, you know that it takes a minute for them to adjust fire. So move, clear that point. Yeah, he's getting the hell out of there. So that black smoke coming out is an indicative of, uh, of burning explosives. Um, so probably either the that tank was burning on the inside or, or the ERA on the outside was on fire. Anyway, so um, let's see. One, we got the... One more video here. So this is the, you guys have all heard about the American artillery that we gave them. These are the triple sevens. And they're pretty, I mean, so you you can see them there, you know, the, so this is them under attack. So they've, I mean, the, clearly American artillery units are going, well, they're not American artillery units. Uh, units equipped with American artillery are going to draw a lot of attention. Uh, and so that's exactly what's happened here. Uh, and there was even a, uh, a, a Russian uh, military analyst on, you know, saying that uh, that these these vehicles are high value targets and uh, both, you know, because they're very capable, but also because of the propaganda value of uh, of having them. So anyway, I just thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, this was happening in and around this uh, same general vicinity. So. Moving on, um, so not a whole lot more on Mariupol. Uh, like I said, I've heard that the uh, Chechnyans are taking the kind of the the Ruskovard uh, military police uh, are taking over the uh, the administration uh, or at least the security administration of Mariupol, um, and also that that there has a instead of it being part of the DNR, um, which is the Donetsk. Uh, Republic right next store um, that it's actually being administered by uh, uh, the FSB and uh, Russian administrators. So um, that that doesn't surprise me, considering the amount of uh, destruction and uh, resistance that they faced in Mariupol. So uh, we'll be looking for more news coming out of Mariupol to find out what the hell the Russians actually are going to do with that place. Um, so it's, moving over it... to Kherson. Well, I've, I've got this real quick that I think is really interesting, and I'm I'm not going to go through the whole thing. I'm just gonna I'm gonna drop a couple, and then you guys can go look at them on your own. Um, I can't even download them anymore just because it's exceeded the the file limits. But this was the photographer that was with the guys at the Osteval plant. He was the embedded photographer, um, and just before he was captured, he was apparently able to upload a bunch of this stuff 
while he was waiting to get captured. And there's some some really evacuated. Yeah, well, <laughs> some well, there... well, waiting to his surrender. There you go. Uh, there's some really striking photos in here, guys. Um, none of them are, are really inappropriate. There's some like there's a lot of guys who've obviously wounded, yeah. seen hell, but um, none of it's really grotesque. So uh, I, I suggest you go check that out if you get some time. I've dropped the link in the chat. That's yeah, very cool. Um, all right, let's finish this uh, this map segment up. Um, in Kursan, Russian forces did not make any confirmed advances in the southern axis and shelled the front line uh, on May 19th. Uh, Russian forces conducted artillery attacks against uh, Kursan, Zaporizhia, uh, Dnieper, uh, Pro- Propescu, uh, and Mikhlev Oblis. Uh, unidentified partisans reportedly blew up a Russian armored train in Melitopol and damaged two railway tracks and a locomotive with 10 fuel tanks, which, if you take note, that is the same location where we reported last time that two Russian soldiers were killed by partisan activity. So uh, we'll keep look, keep our eye on that. Uh, and in and around Odessa, Russian forces continue to fortify their group uh, on Snake Island with two warships detached to the, to the island uh, and uh, cruise missiles on the island. So uh, I guess uh, after getting their nose bloodied, uh, the Russians have finally decided to get a little more serious about how they're handling their security in and around Snake Island. Uh, and that, gentlemen, is the end of the map. Uh, not bad timing there. So, moving on. Um, let's see. Let's let's uh, let's talk about. Uh, so, the first topic that I want to talk about uh, is one that uh, Joe proposed the other day, and I I think it's pretty interesting because it kind of gets to both some of the new realities that we're facing, but also some old kind of uh, issues that are still lingering in the area. Um, and so we're going to look at Colombia and Venezuela. Now, Colombia and Venezuela uh, have uh, had, I'd say, a re- fairly acrimonious relationship uh, in recent years. Um, you know, in, in Colombia, you have... Uh, a long-standing uh, Marxist revolutionary groups, um, such as FARC, which have mostly put down their arms uh, in recent years, uh, and then ELN continues the fight. Um, and then, of course, now you've got a essentially a Marxist state in Venezuela. Um, and, you know, to what extent are they uh, aiding and abetting uh, ELN, the ELN and, you know, and what, and to what extent is the, is the ELN, which, uh, gets m- much of its, uh, uh, its money, uh, for its support from the narco trafficking, um, you know, is, is Venezuela getting involved with that? Um, are the Venezuelan troops assisting, uh, these Marxist rebels? Um, FARC has recently, uh, a, a small uh, group of of FARC has basically said that they're going to take up arms again recently. Um, now, FARC was a huge uh, group uh, back in the 90s. 
Um, and then they almost basically, they basically went from a political organization to a narco organization uh, there at the end. But they finally put their arms down and, be, and now they have a, they, the old FARC, which put its arms down, has turned into a, a political party. But there are some dissidents uh, that have continued to fight. So, Joe, it, I know you've been kind of looking into this. What, so what's your kind of impressions on this situation? Well, it looks like um, the, the FARC guys wanting to raise a little bit of money for their, uh, to, to re-raise their arms uh, tried to take over some of the narco and human smuggling routes along that border region between Venezuela and Colombia that leads up into Central America. And um, so the ELN resisted them. And there's been evidence from both civilian accounts and from Colombian military accounts that uh, actual Venezuelan troops are accompanying ELN in the field. So they fought a couple skirmishes. And then in, uh, in late January, FARC blew up a building inside uh, Venezuela that was occupied by uh, a bunch of non-government organizations. Uh, and they claimed that it was an ELN headquarters, and then they've changed their story and said, well, those guys are supporting the ELN, and, and the Venezuelans are helping them. So it's really kind of pushing them back and forth. They're doing a lot of local skirmishing. And and I guess the biggest thing is, is that a lot of Western media throughout the 80s and 90s kind of romanticized FARC and ELN as, as some sort of freedom fighters. But you know, for the record, FARC are essentially drug dealers. And ELN are human traffickers. ELN is even taken to recruiting at gunpoint uh, or involuntary service for boys as young as 14. Now, I mean, that's not as young as Ukraine takes them, but they are uh, they are forcing young boys, uh, teens into fighting for them uh, against both Colombian forces and against um, the FARC forces. So Colombia, in response to all this, has deployed. 15,000 troops to the border, which I'm sure we'll see a similar Venezuelan approach. Um, late last year, Venezuela attempted to handle the border dispute with only air power, only striking units crossing the border. But um, it's only a matter of time before they deploy their ground troops, and who knows what will happen then. Um, for us, the biggest concern is uh, already 7,000 people in, that, in those two border states have been dislocated. Um, what's going to happen if large-scale fighting breaks out between the two nations? Uh, another massive surge of migration to the north. Yeah, and and yeah, I, I see you guys in the chat talking about Title Forty Two uh, ending on Monday. So you know, it's kind of like everything that happens uh, south of the border somehow eventually the ripples reach our our shores, right? Uh, so, uh, Stan, I know you're also a student of, uh, of this part of the world. Um, what's your, uh, your kind of take on this? Oh, well, hold on a second. Before you Catherine get started, Catherine Smith for 20. Stan, stay unbreaded. Just means you're based and legit. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I don't, I don't, I can't do the emoji transformation there, but, uh, and I still don't know what unbreaded means, even though I have, I've watched that a couple of times but let me just let me just give you my views and hopefully it'll it'll pass muster uh, from that regard um this is just the continued disintegration of the monroe doctrine and and the the price we've paid for ignoring latin america 
substantially from a policy perspective for 20 some odd years. Um, when history ended in the early 90s and, and the Soviet Union broke up and we were in a unipolar, you know, happy-go-lucky world, we just stopped caring about what was happening, uh, with the exception of FARC. that We've helped the Colombian government put down FARC to a degree, and we've messed around in Peru uh, with Fujimora and, and that sort of stuff. But we've sort of had a laissez-faire attitude, and things have begun to fester. Um, the the issues with Venezuela have a lot to do, they link back to, and, and Mike can probably speak to this as well, they link back to Venezuela's now cozy relationship with both Russia, China, and also Iran. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of potential negativity that can come out of this. And, and as you said, the first wave of this is going to be more and more pressure at the southern border, although I'm not sure it's even pressure anymore. I think that the the welcome sign is out, and and I don't see anything going on that's going to slow the the uh, what does Tucker call it the replacement theory uh, aspect of this. And so we'll see what happens. I, I would only ask that we had ten percent of you know instead of ten percent of the big guy that we would we would utilize ten percent of the stuff that we're sending to uh, to Ukraine for for utilization on the border that would have exceeded Trump's original request for the, the border wall, but we can't seem to get that done. Um, Mike. Yeah. You know, once again, the theme is these are the priorities we choose. Uh, they're poor priorities and we'll get, we'll, we'll get the results from them as you would expect, but yeah, Stan's right. You know, again it's it's all about neglect uh and our and our vision is elsewhere looking at whatever um and this is kind of the result uh from it and you know and it's not just this one administration it's it's it stands no, it's at very least 20, 20, at least 20 years so yeah you know yeah um it's not really rocket science and and, and uh I'm going to cover a lot, well, some stuff going on in South America in my next book. Um, and it really has nothing to do with this particular altercation that we're talking about here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they are our southern neighbor. They're in our hemisphere. And, and, and uh, one of the things that has happened in that 20 years or so is, is embracing communism or Marxism to a much higher degree. Um, so whereas we've been turned away and looking elsewhere, doing stuff, um, others have not, and they've taken advantage of that. And, and the Marxist uh, ideology is spread in, you know, Bolivia, what, you know, several countries down there. Um, and, and, and here we are. So we're really going to need to, um, at some point, if we're going to exist as the United States of America, at some point we have to we have to change course. Well, and, and one of the other things uh, to borrow a page from from Mark Sibley, um, the Iranians are are really so Venezuela's government is is basically an arm of the Cuban government, and and that's been the case since Chavez had liver yeah. cancer or whatever he died of. 
Um, and the and the Iranians have been very closely tied to Venezuela as both crude oil producers under sanctions. There's a lot of nefarious stuff that goes on between Venezuela and Iran. Um, a lot of that has to, a lot of that is backed by the Russian Iranian uh, relationship as well. So extrapolate that in terms of one of the things that Mark likes to talk about um, pretty often, and that is. What is the capacity for mischief over the border with people who, who mean us harm um, in terms of the infiltration of assets that can do things at some later date? And, and, and this is a cover for a lot of that stuff. So Title 42 goes away. You have a, you have a, a, a storm down here and stuff, people start to migrate up you know, through Panama and the Southern Triangle, Northern Triangle, and the Bermuda Triangle. And, whatever else you want to call us, uh, this hot mess down here. So. Well, and, and I want to bring this up because I don't think it, it did get brought up in this. Uh, Colombia is having their presidential election on the 29th, which is part of why everything's getting so hot right now all of a sudden. Well, and ELN has, uh, has declared a 10-day ceasefire for this, so, you know, yep. which is kind of well, interesting. I think that's because ELN thinks that they can get something out of this well that's because that's because colombia probably uses dominion voting machines along with venezuelan supplied software just like we do uh for much of our voting i think they use the uh, dominion republic voting machines Mm. well if by dominion republic you mean you mean id id and a purple finger that probably works better than ours i'm kidding i'm kidding get it I, I, I <laughs> well, you, you know, I mean, my, my question is, is kind of like, you know, I get these Marxist groups. I mean, you know, the traditional old school first generation Marxist revolutionaries that we saw pop up in the 60s and the 70s. But they these are not the, the Marxist revolutionary groups of those years. These are the turbocharged, you know, kind of narco Marx, you know, Marxists. Um, you know, I think the Taliban took a page out of, uh, out of the Farks book, uh, as a way to kind of supercharge their, um, you know, their fight in Afghanistan. And I think now we're, 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 we may see a resurgence of that again. Um, what do you guys see as a, you know, so spot the asset, you see him, any of them? I mean, come on. Well, I mean, so what, what do you guys think as far as uh, destabilization, further destabilization, destabilization? I'm not worried about Venezuela because Venezuela, you know, is fairly destable already. Um, but what I do you guys think already, about Colombia? Because that's the one that I would worry more about. I think everyone already knows my theory uh, of a continuing um, increase in civil instability throughout the world. Uh, and, and I see this border dispute kind of spilling over into internal conflicts in Colombia again, uh, but not necessarily Venezuela. Venezuela has a pretty tight control on their country, um, but throughout the region, right? Not just Colombia. These The borders in these countries are, are so porous because of the jungle terrain and, yeah. and how rough it is. So I just see uh, an increase in civil instability and civil disorder and, and civil wars. Well, scroll up to Panama for a minute there. Uh, it's a touchy subject. 
We gonna well, talk I'm, about we gonna talk about the Durian Gap now. No, I'm just gonna talk about the canal. Uh, so, so the, the the issue the issue is, if you wanted to really mess with the Western Hemisphere's economy, and you were FARC or ELN or the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps disguised as somebody as somebody or whatever, all you have to do to really mess up the supply chain that's really messed up as we speak is sink something in the Panama Canal. I would point out that the People's Liberation Army Navy is pretty much in control of that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you get you take uh, that Evergrande container ship that screwed up Suez and replay that scenario in the Panama Canal. And and just watch prices continue to spire. Because if you have to go around the Cape of you know, around the, uh, the end of South America there, uh, or some other aspect of this, then uh, Walmart, Target, Kohl's, Kmart. Uh, is Kmart even a thing anymore? But, uh, the point is, uh, uh, you know, your supply chain is further messed up. So help from Nicaragua, help from Venezuela, and the next thing you know, you've got a stopper in the, in the canal. Yeah, I mean, th- so there's a lot of little kind of you know, belly buttons that could be pushed all in this area that would just make our life that much harder. Um, you know, so kind of looking back on the, you know, we, we haven't, I mean, you know, the news out of Colombia is no longer the cartel, cartel, cartel. I mean, we're seeing that. Um, I mean, clearly they're still growing cocaine down there, um, but, and processing it, but, Clearly, uh, Mexico has taken that kind of mantle, the kind of cartel mantle away from them. I mean, what, um, you know, we also have a right wing, actually, uh, militias in Colombia that are that have a significant amount of. uh, uh, Yeah. So I'm just I'm kind of curious. I I just want to go back to, you know, this this idea that, um, you know, if Colombia is not secure, you know, I mean, that's a that's bad news for us in a lot of different ways, right? I'm just trying to think to the future. What is the you know what is the next conflict down there look like? Is it is it is it between this two, Joe? Do you think that Venezuela will conduct operations inside Colombia? Do you think there is a do they have a lever that they want to kind of pull to to destabilize Colombia? Is that is that in the cards? I think destabilizing Colombia helps them because Colombia has long been a check against Venezuela. Uh, I don't see them going full on Russia uh, v. Ukraine, but I do see them um, making limited, uh, limited objective strikes, claiming they're trying to shut down FARC camps that are impacting their, uh, their livelihood in Venezuela. Uh, But I see limited incursions into Colombia to destabilize Colombia. A destable Colombia helps Venezuela. Uh, but I also see Colombia fighting back and, and making incursions into Venezuela, claiming they're shutting down ELN camps. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a mess. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just don't know that we're going to get away from it anytime soon. And then, oh, by the way, uh, Venezuela is getting a new infusions of uh, hard currency via their reopened uh, oil market um, from the with the U.S., so um, well, that that's the thing that's unconscionable. 
uh, on yeah. so many different levels. It's. I was hoping you could talk a little bit about this, Stan. Well, I, you know, if you're paying attention, it just it's it's pretty obvious. I mean, we're not going to produce hydrocarbons domestically. Um, so now Biden or Blinken or Biden Blinken, somebody somebody is going to go down and have another meeting with the Venezuelans. Now, th- this is the same Venezuelan government that we spent three years trying to overthrow, right? With our own Guaido speaker of the, the parliament sort of thing. And, and we're going to beg the Venezuelans to, to sell us crude oil in the construct of us being unwilling to produce it locally. And I think you'll notice, just to extend this metaphor a bit, uh, you'll notice that now Biden's working on a trip to Saudi Arabia to sort of make nice with with uh, MBS uh, in terms of in terms of crude oil. So rather than do it here where we have control of it, we're going to we're going to go to these regimes that out of one side of their mouth, the Biden administration pillories these people, calls them everything under the sun. And yet we're still going to create dependency upon Venezuela. So, and, and just to make it worse, yeah. you know, once again, emphasize Venezuela, you know, linked with Cuba, you know, linked with Russia, linked with Iran, you know, Colombia, not so much, you know, they're, they're just cocaine dudes, whatever. But, you know, at, if this does go crazy and go hot, whatever, um, United States probably will take a side, you know, just going to take a side. Um, we will probably, based on what Stan just said, choose the wrong side. Um, which, you know, kind of makes no sense. One, we got our own goddamn oil. And two, uh, you know, Iran, Russia, all that kind of stuff. It's linked to uh, Venezuela. So, Well, and I believe that the Venezuelan uh, foreign minister is Lebanese born with ties to Hezbollah. And well, I mean, Hezbollah not, has, has yeah. serious hooks in there. Yeah, I mean, when, when you say when you say um, Iran, that's kind of a sidebar. You know, that, that's baked yep. in, no doubt. Yeah, yeah they, have, they have serious hooks in Venezuela for, as far as Hezbollah. Almost as many as they have here in Dearborn, Michigan, but I digress. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's troubling, and 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 for those of you who haven't watched this for a long period of time, the United States has made a significant commitment to the stability of Colombia um, over the last twelve years, fifteen years, and that's probably going to get written off um, if this thing goes the way that that Mike and Joe seems to think it's going to go. So what is the what do you guys think the future for Venezuela? I mean, are they on is their kind of star on the rise now again with kind of, you know, I mean, if the America's buying oil from them, anybody can buy oil from. Them, so, well, see, this is this is what one hundred and fifteen dollar a barrel oil does for people. OK, it 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 forces people to normalize their views with the Ayatollahs and, and Maduro and. and and all these other folks. Uh, so it's 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 a bad equation at this particular juncture. Is Venezuela going to is Venezuela going to be welcome back to the 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 world of nations? Probably not. But I don't think they care. Venezuela is going to become our North Korea in this Western Hemisphere, um, and and is already well down the path of, of becoming that. 
and we're going to pay for it. And we're going to well, pay for it. And, and once again, this goes back to uh, this is an actual threat in our backyard that is actually uh, we have an interest in this. You know, this is this is something that it is ours to fix uh, or to ignore or to trade with. I mean, so, you know, this is this is something that actually, you know, demands our attention. Uh, but I don't see that we are providing any other any attention other than just buying their 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 asphalt. Well, maybe, maybe we need to send Lindsey Graham down there to, you know, do a fact finder. I'm sure he, uh, you know, he, he might find something down there. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Lindsey's got a big enough target on him. And uh, I mean, I, I, I want, want to start a war real quick. Bump off a senator. <laughs> uh, just bad times. I think Lindsey should stay home after what he did. Stay in a basement. Follow Joe's example. Well, you know, and then, and then, you know, looking at this region as a whole, maybe, uh, maybe the fentanyl out of China will replace the uh, the cocaine, uh, you know, powder out of uh, out of Colombia. So, well, I, I to, to put a period on your point, Scott, there is nobody else who's going to care about this shit other than us. That's right. And there's nobody else who can project enough political, economic, and physical power, Connecticut power into this region that's going to solve any of this stuff other than us. And and so if we're going to ignore it, it's just if the trajectory is in one direction, down. Yeah. No, and, it's not, right. and it's not like we don't have a really perfect forward operating base for the area, too, as far as naval resupply goes. I mean, we're, we're well, well set up for it. I mean, you know, the... Just looking, looking at our possessions in the Western Hemisphere. I mean, you know, it, you, you know, the the fingerprints of the Monroe Doctrine are all over, uh, all over the place. Uh, we just now have to decide that we want to continue to prioritize that uh, and and continue to do so. Uh, okay, so uh, any any final thoughts on Colombia and Venezuela and and and. And this uh, south of the border mess that we're we're looking at here. Keep an eye on Peru too. Peru's a mess. Yeah. Um, and 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 it it touches many, if not all, of the folks that we're talking about here. Um, so it's it, it's it's still sitting on a knife's edge. To a great What's that day. guy's name that's in Peru? You mean the former, the former Evo guy? Morales, Evo Morales, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing that I, that I that I said to someone earlier this week that if South America ever got their act together and formed an EU style block and joint uh, and NATO style block with their military foreign operations, we would be in trouble. Well, there is an economic. It's called Mercosur. Uh, there is an economic um, uh, uh, organization. Uh, group that's been formed the problem is that the corruption is so deep uh, that it's basically it's basically um not as effective as it might otherwise be you could have and, just said it was south american it's fine right so uh, you know and and you've got argentina which is at the turn of the last century by that i mean the turn the the 18th to the or the 19th to the 20th century argentina was the wealthiest country in the world um, and it's, it is what it is, you know, 
Speaking of the point richest point. country in the world, look who's here. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Hey, Andrew. Hey, welcome, welcome. We were just talking about uh, Colombia and Venezuela. You know, you being a uh, yes. Florida resident, you've got the. Oh, lot man. Of, uh, both of those girls are trouble. I reckon them neither. Uh, they're both very crazy, but hot. No, I'm joking. Um, it, it's it's really interesting. You know, Colombia, from like an economic standpoint, like Colombia is one of the, the fastest growing countries in South America. I mean, their their projection, I think, for the next like two centuries is, looks really good. Um, contrast that with Venezuela, right? <laughs> and I mean... I don't know where the bottom comes in for that dumpster fire of a country. Well, one of the points we were just talking about is is with the uh, kind of reopening of the uh, of the oil gates into the U.S. because we don't want to actually uh, you know exploit our own resources. That right. kind of brings a, a, an infusion of life back into uh, Venezuela, and uh, you know, and 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 then it also kind of gives. Uh, you know, their allies, the Cubans and the Iranians and the Russians, uh, you know, more of that toehold. You know, if, if Venezuela can get their act together and get their people being productive again, uh, or at least a semblance of, let's call it Cuba level of productivity, because they're not even there. Um, you know, and, they might be able to change, change, you know, kind of flip the script down there a little bit. And we're still seeing that where you can have your dog and eat it, too. <laughs> well, we're, that, that's what I was going to ask. We're still seeing a net outflow from Venezuela, right? Because there's a point at which the borders were fully locked down and, and whatnot to prevent that. But I think there's still a net outflow from Venezuela. Yeah. Citizens. Yeah, that's, yeah it, I th that's right. There is. There is. But, I mean, the playbook here has been, is one that we've seen, and that is just go back and look at some economic statistics. Venezuela has more hydrocarbons in the ground than Saudi Arabia does. Combination of oil, gas, and coal. It's the third or fourth largest producer of gold. Stop me when you've heard this before as it, as it relates to Russia and, and other similar sorts of you know hard commodity-based states. Um, and, and so if I'm the Venezuelan government, I don't care. If people don't want to be there, let them go. Let them go, let them go be on the dole someplace else. But the, the control process is to control the hard assets of the ground. And, and there will always be people who will help the Venezuelans exploit. We're, we're doing it now. Uh, help the Venezuelans exploit the natural riches that are in Venezuela. Anticommy for $5 says legal future conflict mindset is the best show. <laughs> I appreciate that, brothers. No doubt. I the, I guess the thing is with a lot of these hard asset countries, I mean, you, you have a mirror with um, Russia, right? But I always think, you know, no matter the, the hard asset levels, like they can have great hard assets. Look at um, Nigeria, right? Um, that doesn't cure the rampant institutional corruption in the, of those uh, those particular political regimes, right? Well, you you seem to think that's the goal. I don't think that's necessarily the goal. It's an exploitive sort of model. No, no. Right. So, so for a, I mean, so what do you guys, what's your, what's your thesis for a potential conflict in that region? Well, so I think ultimately looking at the, at Colombia and Venezuela with, you know, Colombia has Marxist rebels like ELN that are actively uh, seeking sanctuary within Venezuela. Um, FARC is reactivated. 
Um, and I think that if uh, Venezuela were able to, you know, get their Marxist hat straight with all of the other Marxist actors in that area, I think that um, we might see uh, um, we might see, you know, an act, an actual attempt to destabilize Colombia and kind of uh, which is, you know, Colombia has always been the kind of bulwark for the U.S. Uh, uh, in that neighborhood. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I mean, there, but I mean, right now we're obviously at a peak, right? Obviously, this is a time where Colombia is probably the most stable it's been, at least in the last couple of decades, right? So, well, in some places, this map that we're looking at is a place that that uh, has literally been called the Plains of Death. Uh, this this whole area, the government's entirely collapsed because of the uh, the war that's been going on. Uh, this this article is from two thousand. Uh, sorry, this is from April, but like the the government collapsed around January. Mm -hmm. um, real quick, uh, Antikami has joined the channel. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. You're uh, you're always in the chat, so it's good to see uh, you get the uh, the little emoji next to your name. Uh, and then and then he follows up with a uh, five dollar super chat. Hydrocarbon petrocracies don't end well, uh, whether Norway or Iraq. Diversity is the key, right? So a rentier state is essentially a state that relies on one product, i.e., like you know the old banana republics. Uh, and so you know you're talking about the kind of the you know they have this uh, this wonderful product they have to sell. But it's that endemic corruption, right? So what it's kind of like what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? Does the corruption come first and then they're able to, you know, exploit the mineral resources? Or do the mineral resources, the dis discovery of those create a system of corruption that essentially feeds off of the money that the, that those resources bring? Yeah, guys, guys, year after year, Norway comes out on top in the context of surveys that says, it's the happiest, best place on the planet to live. Oh, my okay. God. Get the hell out of here. Uh, by the same surveys that are using, like, to measure that, their level of uh, feminism in the country, right? I, I <laughs> All I'm saying is, is that Norway is a society that, for the Norwegians, works. Okay? Works, right. Because it's it, a lot of Norwegians. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they keep being happy, but they're also one of the highest suicide rates in Europe. So. Well, that's Scandinavia. That's, that's because they have the time. highest level of death metal bands. In, in <laughs> that's, no, that's very true. I think that they're counting all those death metal bands that go out into a yeah. forest to try and take pictures and then get lost and, and freeze. Norway them. hasn't that's been the same thing. since Lagertha left. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Andrew, I just wanted to... We were getting ready to change it also, topics. It also, it also has the world's largest sovereign wealth fund, but it's okay. Don't worry about it. I, I, I just, you know... Um, uh, C. Goody's been doing so uh, so many nice things for me that I cursed him to become a mod, and so he... oh, bless you, bless your heart. Good luck, Goody. By the way, that uh, that dono in uh, that 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 donation in Ricada's stream definitely earned you a free patch. So yes. uh, you, so we're we're me. so if if you guys drop like twenty dollars soup chats whatever in uh, in these big streams, uh, especially next week, just you let us know. You, you take a screenshot, let us know, send us proof, and we will, uh, we will consider that uh, uh, equivalent to uh, get yourself a patch. So if you'd rather uh, spend your money that way rather than sending it to us directly, you just let us know because we'll give you uh, credit and send a patch your way uh, with proof. So, uh, you know, that's a, I think that's actually a pretty good model to, 
to have uh, the supporters out there. Send us your proof on paper. <laughs> <laughs> we will consider that a touchdown. Uh, all right, so all right. let's move on to our next topic. So, Andrew, I thought this one might be, uh, you know, maybe tailor-made for you uh, as it's a uh, kind of a legal question, right? Um, Uh-oh. I so, the Well, you know, well, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, more, than, more than just legal. So, oh, no, the monkeypox <laughs> is here. I knew there was the monkeypox. I got that in my, my chat today. Like, what are we we're running for the monkeypox? So now, so th- there's a confluence of things here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull three different shreds and we're gonna weave them together into a tapestry of lies, right, of, and misinformation. Right. Um, and so that so first we have the monkeypox, and evidently the WHO is calling an emergency meeting uh, to talk about monkeypox. And then uh, the second is the WHO treaty, which is being changed. Uh, and edited so that there is no need to uh, update the, you know, uh, and to pass a new treaty uh, that would give them the ability to impose sovereign, uh, you know, essentially restrictions and regions, right, that would force uh, WHO member states to then uh, comply with various, um, you know, measures uh, in order to protect the greater world community. And then finally, this uh, wonderful little kind of side story um, that is not directly related, but I think it's exactly the kind of thing that we're going to, you know, the kind of intersection of the Great Reset and all this business, which is a uh, a Pfizer. So it's a great. So see, was, this guy's oh, a CEO the, the, of Pfizer, The, the right? Pfizer and the WEF, this is a combo right here. Yes. That's, that's exactly right. And he's talking it's about an implantable good. piece of tech. That you would just swallow like a pill, and it was a little chip that would go inside you. Uh, so, is it uh, <laughs> well, he's Italian. Uh, it's he, even worse. He's Italian. Yeah. Um, so, let's move back to monkeypox. So, essentially, <laughs> what we've got here is we've got the, if if my understanding is correct, we've got the Nigerian monkeypox, right? Um, Nigerian monkeypox is endemic in that country, uh, but it's very rare outside of it. Um, it's popped up in England in 2017, I think, for the first time, uh, and has popped in. And it's pretty rare. It has a very low death rate, below one percent. Um, now the Congo kind of, kind version. Of like COVID? Yeah, I was going to say. So it's highly deadly then. So it's going to kill grandma then. Kind of That's like right. the monkeypox that we just got over, right? That, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. This yeah. is the Wuhan bat pox. Um, yes. So, uh, and then of course, I'm going to, you know, we're definitely going to get struck for this. Just No, no, this. not anymore. It's a little lighter now. Well, that's true, I guess. But, you know, I'll probably get the uh, the little the, the little yellow dollar. Sorry. Yellow. You'll get yellow. Yes. Um, so uh, this is not the Congolese ver- variant, which does have a 10 percent death rate, which is, you know, fairly horrific. Uh, and it's a and it's a it's pretty scary. Um and so, but in addition to death, potentially, you also get these pustules, these necrosis of the, you know, these, uh, you know, essentially they're like little boils uh, all over your, or, or really nasty zits, essentially, all over your body, kind of like smallpox. 
Um, and if you, if you just, if you want to lose your appetite till between now and lunch, go ahead and, and Google smallpox or monkeypox, uh, you know, pictures, uh, to see what it looks like. Not pretty. That said, I think we have one case in America and two in Canada. Um, well, that was and, like when we flipped out over Ebola, we had about as many cases right. in America. We had two or three max, and we were we were running around like chickens with our heads cut off over Ebola. Yeah, so, and, and who's the White House chief of staff? The former Ebola czar, right? That's mm. ironic. Ironic, mm. yes. Mm. Well, you can't say he doesn't know a lot about this stuff. <laughs> I'm sure he's familiar with monkey business. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just passed by something. Scroll back up. I saw some words. Transmitted through what? Transmitted through up a little bit, a little bit. Transmits through sex. All right. So, so you know what that means, guys. The OnlyFans girls, um, you know, the, all yeah, those girls, you, we got to think about them again. We got to consider them first and foremost. Well, and, and you know, now that the uh, you were going to we were we were talking about adopting your uh, very own Ukrainian chatterbait model. Um, unfortunately, that probably won't be the case. So the good news is, is nobody. Uh, nobody in America, apparently, especially in the younger generations, is actually having sex. So, uh, <laughs> so we I mean, should be safe, right? It's furthering the incel agenda, right? That's actually That's working. working. Oh, there's oh, something I haven't I haven't heard of, I heard of this in a while. Hold on a second. This is kind of a blast from the past from the old Art Bell days. Morgellons. You guys remember Morgellons? Oh what my the hell's a Morgellon? So Morgellons was this kind of crypto disease that. It, that it was it was it was a uh, mysterious fibers showing up in in like ulcer type you know it, you know sores and on your on your skin and but essentially the, you know these fibers were like you know looked plasticky or something like this anyway i don't know that it was ever determined to actually be a real disease it be, it was kind of a like <laughs> you're 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 making it up it's mm -hmm. you know but uh it was definitely a like a hysteria back in the in the 90s you know that kind of low rent uh early early internet kind of meme type thing mm -hmm. anyway i just saw that in the chat and it brought me back like i said that's the kind of thing they used to talk about on art bell coast to coast am so so do you guys actually think i mean to me i i know they're always going to be thinking about what the next thing is on the uh the pandemic front but do you think it is a little too soon to be trying to sell a global panic over monkeypox or do you think we're still ripe for uh for pushing this no. well i think you got another wave of covid that you're going to have to fight through first because oh. the infrastructure and the narrative is all in place on COVID. So mm -hmm. they're going to try that first. And if they have to use monkeypox, they'll use monkeypox. Hunch mm -hmm. the Dirty for for Five says, Papa Nurgle disagrees, Scott. Boils and pustules are his way of showing love. I like your 40K oh. references. Nice. Very nice. I, I, I know. I, uh, anytime a 40K reference can be worked in, that's a good thing. Um, yeah. Leanne Flynn for five says, we've already had monkeypox in Wisconsin in 2003 from exotic animals, animals smuggled into the U.S. Everybody made a full recovery. Yeah. So that's just one of those kind of things, right? Like w w the death rate in Nigeria is not the death rate in a first world country, right? Right. You know, I mean, so... That being said, you know, I don't think anybody's seen pictures of these pustules and carbuncles and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, you know, no, nobody wants to get this thing. But but it's it's the same reason why I'm never afraid of an Ebola outbreak in the United States or anything like that. Right. Our sanitation standards, our hospital standards, everything else like prevents a lot of these things from really taking a hold in the United States on a on a large on a large scale. You, got, that, that's, you guys, I, you guys I, how quickly how quickly we forget. All they need is an excuse. Look at California. I understand that. Okay. Well, and also speaking of how quickly we forget, why we, we've been bringing up monkeypox, and nobody's bringing up the woman who uh, who saw a monkey that had been involved in a in a truck crash, and tried to return it, and then mysteriously got a bunch of mysterious ailments and had to be what was it jailed? I think in a hospital bed for like weeks, detained. Huh? Nobody. That's All a right, good point. Me. I'm really glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah i forgot about that one so uh so let's talk about this who mess because you know this monkeypox is just in time um so the timing on this who thing is auspicious right so it, it normally is a uh, 18 month kind of uh, time but in this case it it's it's six months which occurs right at the same time as the as the midterms so it allows us to essentially be able to be under this who uh authority uh during the lamed up session before the new congress uh can could come into session uh and with the red wave you know you know that's expected you know there's definitely some kind of um you know, fuckery that could be afoot uh, if mm -hmm. if the situation. Uh... So I just wanted to kind of bring this up to you guys. I mean, you know, so we we've been talking about you know uh, kind of the low boil of domestic conflict here in in America recently. You know, first we had the um, the Roe versus Wade stuff, and then we've had all those shootings and and the rising racial tensions, especially uh, brought on by the mainstream media. Uh, essentially calling this leftist uh, crazy person a uh, you know a right-wing racist you know uh, so is this just another kind of thing in the you know in in the drumbeat of you know you know the big government is gonna is, is gonna make your life hard and and it's gonna cause problems I mean what are we thinking? I think, I mean, from a from a legal standpoint, we're pretty primed on regulations on the publicly public health front. Also, as a person who's worked with a lot of governments, especially these local governments, these public health officials, uh, in fact, I know a couple of them, what they were working on prior to COVID were campaigns to get people to eat apples and to walk more and, and do stuff like that. They were largely ignored, laughed at and, and completely irrelevant. They gained relevance, not just relevance, but power. So to be able to to be asked now to give that up as COVID recedes, I can see on a you know state, local, federal level, all these officials attempting to retain their um, institutional control that they maintained during COVID. So it's not beyond them trying something. Now, whether or not they're successful, right, and whether or not there's backlash against that. Uh, in fact, I think in some cases there might even be violent backlash uh, is another thing, particularly if this is paired on top of a recession, which... Um, I think, you know, talking, looking at the broader uh, economic circumstances, I think you try to do it on top of a recession and you've got a whole lot of a, a large recipe for domestic turmoil. It's just it's one more straw on the camel's back. 
that is meant to distract and and deter. So you take you take six dollar gasoline, no food, no baby formula, COVID rising, monkeypox, all the rest of this sort of stuff. And to some extent, it's meant to provoke the reaction that Adam's talking about. Because what have we done in the last eighteen months? We've militarized the FBI. We've militarized the national guard we've we we've created a strike force basically just looking for reasons to crack down on whatever the terrorist group of the day month week is that that the biden administration is going to identify yeah so yeah you know, that's a, that's a dark view but i'm not sure that it's not right and i i think with uh catherine saying monkey pox is a is a brilliant way to push mail-in voting i think yeah if they can push that mail-in voting again this year uh i think that's a definite strategy for uh team blue well i i so i i think we are going to be you know once the weather starts to get a little cooler again i think we're primed for another round of uh covid i mean i don't think that they were counting on monkey pox i'll be honest with you i personally think the monkey pox is just a kind of a just out of left field type of deal and that, nobody... that seems like a desperation move if you if you just by the name of it but right but that doesn't uh that doesn't mean they won't use it that doesn't right. mean it's not an asset i mean well, exactly never I, never I let a crisis go to waste right rahm emanuel right and well now, it's, it's all starting to look Vladimir like the beginning Lenin. of that too oh, again true. by the way <laughs> yeah well, and it's it's all starting to look like that again, too, by the way. The beginning of the original lockdowns, what did we see first was leftist agitation, and now we've got leftists starting up a new autonomous zone in Atlanta. I did not hear about not this. Hear about so this is new? Is yeah. this Atlanta? Where yeah. in, in this is downtown or this is the this is this is in a so this is an area where they're, they're they're trying to build a new police force training center. There's a forest there currently. They've set up an occupation of that. They've thrown Molotovs at the cops and it's Georgia, not Portland. So the cops have actually responded. But and arrested uh, they, a bunch of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, some of them. But they've they, so they all, are still maintaining the, large presence. All of these uh, pictures that you're seeing here uh, on the right, um, these are all people that have been arrested in conjunction with this. And evidently, because they were using firebombs and things like that against the police at, at this location, um, there are some, some pretty significant charges that uh, could be racked up. Against well, yeah, that's, that's actual sedition. Um, but the other point is, is that um, every single one of those people arrested is not from Georgia. Right. Nope. They're surprise, all surprise. all over the country again. Well, and the sad thing is, is I think that, you know, in the old days, federal meant things might get bad for them. But if anything, the federal, especially if they have kind of first dibs, might actually get these guys off because the, the federal government has not seemed uh, interested really in going after any of these left wing, you know, you don't uh, think Merrick Garland wants to prosecute these people? Oh, <laughs> oh. I I'm think shocked. he's too busy in PTA meetings. I, I tell you what, as as much as I was kind of rolling my eyes at uh, at what Mitch McConnell did, I think that uh, you know, with the you know avoiding Merrick Garland, I think that I I can't pray to God enough uh, on Mitch's half. When Mitch finally uh, leaves this border coil, I will pray for his salvation just because. Of the of keeping Merrick Garland off the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the Supreme Court, there would have been other voices to balance him. As the AG, there is none. 
Well, that's for true. Now. Fact. That is very well. The true. good news is is that the uh, well, AGs come and go, but uh, you know the Supreme Court sticks around. And and it's not as though they have any well, shortage of, of incident Scalia unavailable I, for I, content. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> un, until until somebody camping outside of uh, Thomas's house, which by the way, or or you know whoever's house, Alito, you know whoever else, um, camping out of their house, you know decides to uh, you know take a whack. Um, and by the way. Um, that's always been a violation of the law. It's always been a violation of law to attempt to intimidate the justice. Too, by the way, the escalation of that violence is absolutely inevitable. Mm. I mean, here and here's the thing. I mean, you know, you know, all it takes is Alito taking a bullet, and um, that's the point. And, and, and then you're and, then and you're he's, screwed. And, and he's gone. And who gets to replace him? You know. Right. And you, oh, they're, they're not going to say, well, he was assassinated, so we're going to do the right thing and, and, and put so up. that's that's the that's the that's the importance of um, taking back control of the Senate, because even with the filibuster waived right. uh, on the context of Supreme Court justices, if there's a if there's a Republican, let's just put it this way, if there's a non-democratic majority in the Senate, you have some sort of some sort of control Check. over yeah. what happens there next. Yeah, no, I, it's I, not I, like he'd be found as a perfectly healthy man sleeping. Uh, or woke up with a pillow over his face and dead, right? That's yeah, the pattern for uh, Scalia, by the way. Right, right. No, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That, I, I, I don't understand that whole Scalia thing. I, you know, I, I haven't You're seen not any. Meant it, to. Well, I haven't seen. I have personally not seen anything that's that I would call good evidence. But I would say that there's a lot of talk that 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 makes things make sense, uh, or at least well, you know. I mean, it's it's hard to have any evidence when you well, don't what U.S. What U.S. Marshal, yeah, what U.S. Marshal gets to say? Now nah, we're not doing an autopsy today. I don't understand that, but whatever. Wait, is that was that a U.S. Marshal that made that call? Yeah, it was. That's crazy. That is crazy. Legal mindset. Are you talking about this? This is legal yes. stuff. Yes. Yes. Hey, I, I, I tell you what, I know you guys are having a lot of fun with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And I, I think, you know, from a social standpoint, there this is there's some really important issues for, you know, men's rights and and, you know, just the whole kind of way family court operates and whatnot um, that are kind of tangentially related to that. But I, I, I tell you, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of there's a lot of I know I heard you guys talking about uh, LawTube today getting to be like, oh, it's going to be eventually 3000 lawyers on YouTube. That's um, that's a lot. I mean, it's never going to happen. That's like I know. that's like that's like the joke with you guys. Right. There's never going to be 3000 guys. You know, uh, there's never going to be 3000 guys who are knowledgeable in the same way, in the same fields as you guys coming on, because, number one, only a small fraction of people do it. And number only a small, only a small fraction of people do it consistently which is the key to everything else. You, you guys are getting on here and doing it consistently. That's the thing that most people don't do. Well, there's going to be a lot of domestic By the way, turmoil for you guys to talk about. I tweeted about. this. I tweeted this. Hashtag Amber Turd is now part of the public court record. So that is now. Is it really? Yes. That's I part heard of the court there's a There's a demonstrable that was entered into evidence. So that is now part of the record. Didn't she? It wasn't it her lawyers who brought it up as well. It was her side that brought it up. Her, witness, her expert attorney, which is crazy, which was insane. This is insane. a legal term, but she's a turd of a witness. Let, oh, so this is, this is a good opportunity for us to transition to our next topic. But um, yeah. uh, 
and but before we go into our next topic, and, and, Andrew, and, and, I'm gonna... which is which is really my which by the way is really my delay because I've been streaming all day in this Amber Heard stuff all day and all night and like not sleeping and you know I had to uh, you know handle an Amber turd before I hopped on here. But, um, you know, it's uh, honestly like this has been really consuming, but it's the life of uh, it's the life of a streamer. And like you guys know, it's a, it's a constant thing you guys got to do. Well, I, I thought maybe you could you could maybe give us uh, some highlights, some recent highlights before we go on to our next topic, you know, on this whole. Well, this TLDR, uh, her counterclaims against uh, Johnny Depp. I reviewed that today. They're going to get dismissed for sure, um, like 100 percent. They provided no evidence. They have eight hours left in their case. A directed verdict, right? They don't have to. Not directed verdict. She you had counterclaims. Against, Johnny has a defamation case against her. She has counterclaims against him for double the amount, which is on a right. ridiculous theory of damages essentially that she would be the most famous actress ever 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 so um instead of just a useless stripper that she actually is so um she her counterclaims will be dismissed if not to if they're not dismissed today like literally as we're speaking now uh they'll be probably dismissed monday or next week uh because she doesn't have enough oh my god um <laughs> but uh yeah and then next week we we have amber's side because they're on shot clocks like chess clocks yeah Amber's side has eight hours left, which includes their ability to cross-examine witnesses. So when they end, the, end their side of the case, Johnny's team still has 18 hours. So they literally can burn that eight, right, and make them run their eight. That's a good one. And then just have 10 hours, a whole day and two and a couple, like a day and a half almost of testimony that they cannot even cross-examine, that they can't even rebut. That's wow. how efficient they've been on time. So um, it's going to be a shit show next week, which is why, um, yeah, I would say uh, not only rip the career, I think rip the case. It's probably in the bag for Johnny. Shit show well, like uh, literally a little tongue in cheek. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Literal, literal shit show. What's up, Alan? Alan Rogers for 10. Uh, been missing out on the streams lately. Y'all hear about the potential cyber attack on Bragg Campbell and others. Yes. We've only seen one article, but yeah, this is the first I've heard about this. Have you guys know anything about this? Nope. No, no, I've not heard anything. All right, we'll we'll look into it, uh, Alan, and you know if if we if we see more about it, we'll uh, we'll talk about it for sure next week. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. the kind of asymmetric response that we're looking for from Russia against the U.S. Um, I mean, it's coming eventually. Uh, I think I think I, Russia I just needs Norway, to get there. Norway's military experienced some sort of a cyber attack yesterday, but uh, I, I just thought that was. Uh, tomfoolery over sweden and finland yeah that, that's yeah. that's that's like well have you guys yeah. talked about what you think i mean because we talked about it before but i know this is a little bit of a segue and maybe you're not not planned for it but did you guys you know have you guys discussed finland at all and what the uh soviet quote-unquote response to finland potentially uh joining might be well so we, we to answer your question, yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Um, so mm -hmm. essentially, Finland is an interesting case uh, more so than 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 Sweden because uh, a because of the history and 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 the interrelation uh, with Finland and Russia, uh, but b uh, you know definitely there is. Um... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, but, you know, so like Finland gets their electricity from Russia, right? And so, you know, this definitely uh, impacts them directly. The Russian turned the switch off on that. So uh, clearly um, they had... Uh, they stopped they gas had... flow today, too. 
they stop gas flow. So I mean, so clearly they're um, uh, kind of taking the piss out of uh, out of Finland, um, and they're also moving uh, military units to the border that had never been there before. Also, they've been you know they made they were making moves uh, in this region about the. Um, uh, with the uh, tact- w- with the nuclear the the truck borne nuclear missiles, so they you know the, that's the kind of card they like to the strategic card they like to move around on the on the on the playing field. But I mean, if you look if you look at the map here of Finland, uh, I mean, I think we're pretty safe to say that Russia. I mean, based on Ru- what Russia's doing in Ukraine. I don't think anybody's worried about them uh, invading the the land of a million lakes, um, which is they're what, not gonna they're not gonna make the second you know Karelian offensive here. They're not gonna try to yeah absolutely you know, take not. any land here. Okay, all right. Um, Jace up for ten. Uh, yo, I found the stream. Saw Dolio was on it. Subscribed. Found Dolio at uh, Radio Contra. Yeah. So uh, Joe's going up there to Radio Contra. Joe, why don't you tell the folks uh why don't, this is a good opportunity for you to talk about what you're going to be doing on your channel and on Radio Contra, and then also about Tactical Wisdom, Joe. Actually, uh, Radio Contra is coming here. He's coming to oh, join me. Coming to you. Okay. We're going to do uh, some radio classes all next week um, for folks wanting to learn a little bit more about how to use radios for preparedness and stay in touch as we get closer and closer to some sort of cyber attack affect your ability to communicate so we're going to talk about license-free communications ways to make sure that others can't necessarily listen in on you and how to maybe listen in on others so um all legally of course uh, we're, we're going to of course, all that of kind course, of stuff of course um uh, it'll be a good week uh, so i may not i'll be in and out on our our shows monday wednesday friday because of uh the location we'll be in um and, and whatever we may have going on but uh, but we'll see um but it's just part of my, 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 my growing commitment to making sure that as many people as possible are prepared for the tough times that are ahead of us. Uh, we see increasing global instability. We see increasing stability, instability here within the U.S. Uh, and, and my God, we must run for the toilet paper because monkeypox is coming. Yes. So, we do, we, no. <laughs> is it in your go bag? Uh, I just Holy want to get cow? out there and ask the opportunities. Oh wow, Charlie! Also, awesome, man. Whoa, Joe! Whoa, whoa! Did you? Did you? He said to me, "Did you like my super chat last night?" So Joe couldn't weasel out of the question. Hi to the rest of the council. Yeah, awesome. Yes, no, I did fucking love that, Charlie. So Charlie literally made he trolled Joe Nierman, uh, my uh, favorite uh, Hebrew <laughs> of choice, um, and literally he there was this question about like what is law tube, and I answered it because I'm not a bitch. But Joe was like, ah, "Oy vey, I don't want to answer it." Oh, gefilt the fish, and yeah. so. He was like, I'll only do it for a larger for a larger super chat. So Charlie literally sent a hundred dollars super chat. I was like, answer it, bitch. But he didn't say it that way. He just said, What is law to? But I'm interpreting it as answer it, motherfucker. So he ended up answering it. He went into this 15, 20 minute uh diatribe, um, like existential diatribe, but it was it was freaking awesome. So I do appreciate that, Charlie. And thank you for coming over here to uh, my good friends uh at, at Future Conflict. I mean, Scott yes. is a good friend of mine. He has done me a solid to come over to my channel. When I'm talking about these topics, and, and so is everybody else. I mean, you know, everybody's been on my my channel. Welcome on my channel. So I, I appreciate you guys. Well, you know, um, so I, I real quick, I have a thought about this whole law tube thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends if you want to make law tube kind of your hashtag, or if it's just a kind of a 
a general reference. Right? Well, here's the thing. So I get notifications like on Twitter, for example, right? That you get a notice when somebody adds you to a list and literally the list that people, I see the notice of how they name their list, like yes, what Law they two. name their list. They are all naming it Law 2. Right. So at this point, it doesn't matter whether somebody likes it or not, whether they define it as it or not. It's a hashtag. It's a thing. Like so, it, and there was a big issue today. Where, by the way, a lot of the law tubers we got our videos taken down. It appears it was a glitch, uh, where in it because it happened to non Amber Heard streamers, but it happened to a lot of people streaming about Amber Heard. Yeah, we, we yeah we. I saw I saw that. Sus. I was watching you guys live when uh, that when uh, what was the Runka's video got pulled down, and then Runk got found pulled. Out his Joe got pulled, the one that Joe did with me. So I'm I'm sweating here like, oh, shit, is my stream going to go down? Turns out my stream was the most successful stream I've ever had. I had the most live watchers I ever had. Right, had yeah, tonight, it was. Yeah. Which is insane. Um, but uh, but that's congratulations, by the way. Oh, yeah, bro, seven, thank you yeah, very much. You had 17,000 on with Tug, man. Tug? 20. No, Tug? 20. I had 20 plus. You got up to 20? 20 plus. Yeah, 20 plus. So that was my record, which is which is insane. It's great growth, and it's 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 due to everybody coming in and, and helping. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think this whole you know Nick was making the point that this Amber Heard thing is just so huge. It's unbelievable how huge it's uh, upwards of a million people watching live on the various different channels. Uh, yeah, my time. bread, my, uh, bread, my bread and circuses, boys, bread and circuses. I mean, that's, that's right. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to have. It's got to well, be constant. But, right? but you know, the other side of it, you know, the other side of that stand is is that. I would much rather them get the. Uh, we've always had these this bread and circus. The only difference now is that the media isn't yeah. able to put their spin on it. You know, every, you know, because if if the media put their spin on it, you know, the world the is a crazy. Don't play my. Don't play my. Yeah, I'm on a trailer. Yeah, watch out for that, guys. But, um, uh, yeah, don't uh, don't uh, copy strike. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> strike, strike. That's it. You're down. Don't copy strike me, bro. I'm not law and cuck. Don't worry, you're safe. That's right. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's been crazy. But I mean, the thing is, the algorithm sometimes tells you what to cover, and sometimes things are really trending. And um, this this one is something everybody is searching for because the mainstream media is lying to them. And you guys cover a lot of the same sort of topics that the mainstream media is is not presenting a full picture of, or there's we're not presenting all the facts on the issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've definitely seen it a lot. You know, we get a lot of feedback that, you know, if it wasn't for the things that we talk about, you know, some of the economic stuff that Stan brings to the table, some of the stuff, preparedness stuff that, that Joe's talks about, some of the kind of strategic things that Mike talks about, if it wasn't for us talking about these things, that people just wouldn't know about this stuff because they're just and not actually, hearing about Watson it. Actually, Watson and I got a lot of feedback about that on the Chicago riots that we live right. streamed the other yeah. night. A lot of people are like I'm. I've never seen. If I hadn't watched it on your channel, I never would have known it happened. And you know what? I've noticed a lot of people are liking just for you guys because I mean, this is not to say you guys should go put yourselves in harm's way, but I will say that a lot of people are liking, like for example, the courtroom testimony yeah. and and through the uh, Viva Fry has done really well doing the um doing the uh, visiting the trucker rallies and and getting that footage and being well, there that's um, where i i got my so. start was actually getting footage inside of uh antifa so i'll let not, yeah. not to me well, you know, and, you know, Joe. Uh, maybe we need you to be the on the uh, on the scene <laughs> on the scene guy, the, uh, right? I mean, no, I mean, live from live from the mean streets of Detroit, honestly, <laughs> live from Atlanta, I, right? You I mean, yeah, go, go, I'm go, not go. very likely to do it live because antifa <laughs> has proven their ability to find that person very quickly. Yeah, R.I.P. Andy. No, I mean he's still alive, but I mean Andy. No, is like the best example of that. By the way, well, I've gotten um, several uh, protection clients from that very phenomenon. Uh, 
several local streamers have been beaten up by Antifa. And, you know, they find my card in their hand and they're like, oh, maybe I should call this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it. I believe it. Anti-commie for $5. Also, happy uh, Battle of... Uh, I, What's Tuckayid? I don't know what Tuckayid Tuck is. Tuckayid, yeah. They, uh, the oh, glorious Battletech nerds. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. But yeah, the Battle of Tookie. That this is, uh, guys. This is when Comstar came and, uh, ah, okay. and saved our asses. Oh, okay. Uh, on this, this, this was the against the, the, the clans, la- humanity's right? last stand against those evil claner scum. Those that's those right. That's born right. I, I didn't know the name. I didn't know the name of it, but I I was aware that the that was a a bit of the lore. So. Mm-hmm. And if and I, if you don't believe that a that a semi governmental semi religious institution that can see absolutely every communication that passes between everywhere on earth is out for your protection, then uh, uh, you should stand at least four hundred feet away from me because I believe that's the minimum explosive range. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, all right. So let's. Uh... So I think that big super chat interrupted you, uh, Joe. Why don't you finish, finish no, up your pitch? I was just saying, uh, you know, it's my mission to get as many people prepared for the bad times that are ahead, whether it's food shortages, food riots, uh, political instability, whatever. So check out my books. Uh, you can buy them uh, from Amazon if you want them fast, or you can buy them at Tactical Wisdom or tactical-wisdom.com slash books if you want them signed by me might even throw in some artwork uh i i understand it's one person's most prized possession uh, my cargo <laughs> shorts drawing and um it would really help me pay the bills if you did so buy the books yeah definitely give uh give joe's uh website a look he does a good blog on there that really kind of uh uh, hits a lot of great timely issues and kind of talks about what's in the news uh, and how it ties in with the preparedness. And his books are all aces. Um, if you don't want to give Jeff Bezos uh, money, you can find them on tactical-wisdom.com uh, or they can also be found on Amazon for faster shipping, but no signature. So and uh, Joe's also got a, a look. Joe's also got a fantastic YouTube channel that if you look, we are just... Right, right on the guys, end of the we can get that to a thousand. Let's do it right now, guys. Uh, Joe, Joe, you got to come on again. I'll, I'll, I'll show you real quick. Absolutely. We'll and for the record, I'm going up uh, the first two days. I'm just shooting some content for the Tactical Wisdom channel. If you want to learn how to, uh, as I point out in my second book, Fieldcraft, set up a secure campsite, I'm going to be filming that today. And Watcher and I will chop it up and put it into something on that channel uh, sometime early next week. That'll be very cool. Yeah, awesome. I, I I know you're going to be super busy next week, Andrew. But uh, maybe we can bring some of this uh, domestic uh, turbulence to your channel uh, if, the week if, after. If I'm alive, yeah. In the next week, so I'll be um, in the U.S. But I'm happy to 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 uh, do some streams from there um, on this. It should be good topics. Um, all right. So moving along, um, let's uh, let's transition to the next topic uh so uh you guys might have remembered a little place called somalia oh jesus that, that we pulled that you know we we had some trouble there in the early Still 90s got sand in some of my gear yeah i was gonna say joe joe's uh getting flashbacks here <laughs> well we we had pulled out all of our troops in uh 2020 finally uh the, under the trump administration 
Um, yet somehow we've decided that it's probably a good idea for us to put our, our forces back in there. Uh, evidently, Al-Shabaab is getting out of control and, you know, our forces have determined that uh, they need to go back in there. Um, so, you know, this kind of goes back to that whole sphere of influence. Now, this is not a huge, uh, you know, uh, large amount of forces. This would probably consist of, you know, uh, special operations guys doing training and, and, uh, and equipping, that type of thing. Um, so what, you know, you could say it's a, it's a, it's probably a negligible amount of personnel, probably 500 people, maybe total, uh, at the max, probably, you probably less than that. I mean, but this is, a this is just more of the same, right guys? I mean, you know, this is the kind of thing that, you know, this is how we end up with a special forces team, like, uh, what happened in Africa a couple years ago. Uh, out on a training mission or out on a, uh, you know, uh, a mission, you know, with getting rolled up and, and killed and then having the video of all that um, played all over jihadi YouTube, right? It's right. Gordon at Cartoon. It's the same thing. The appropriate so force level is a zero. Is I was going to say, like, do you get, does anybody believe there's a, the appropriate force level is over zero? Well, no. and so, and so, I mean, there's, and there's easier ways to do this, right? I mean, you know, we have a, a fairly uh, strong presence in Djibouti that we use as a, as a regional, uh, I know it's a great name, right? Um, <laughs> we are all up in Djibouti. <laughs> Djibouti that's right. I, I'm two years old, guys. It's I know. It's, but, uh, you know, so we've got that presence there in, in uh, Djibouti, you know, right next to the Chinese camp. Um, you know, if we wanted to do things, we could probably do it in that neck of the woods. I mean, that's just right next door to Somalia. Uh, you know, Al-Shabaab is also causing trouble down in Kenya, you know, so we could uh, potentially, uh, you know. If we wanted to impact Al-Shabaab, the operations we would conduct would be in St. Paul, which is where most of their fighters come from. <laughs> You're not wrong. Well, that's not an exaggeration. No, no, no. no, no I know you're, you're right. Wrong. I mean, stopping remittances would probably, or, or you know, yep. regulating remittances would probably uh, yeah. do a lot more. Yeah, the 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 terrorist financing uh, from the uh, dissident, uh, you know, and from the I guess you could say the Somali uh, diaspora, right? I mean, is 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 significant. <laughs> yeah, there's, I, there's a uh, very large contingent in uh, Lewiston, Maine also. Um, it's, uh, there's a, I think there are three centers, uh, the one that Joe mentioned, Lewiston are the ones I know of, um, and just lo and behold, strikingly, just uh, oddly enough, um, there there seems to be a lot of crime in Lewiston, Maine. Well, and so, you uh, can't get any more opposite from Somalia than Maine and Minnesota. I'm sorry, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's opposite for now. I mean, uh, sorry, but I mean, uh, Minnesota was looking a lot like Somalia uh, during the summer of love. I mean, uh, weather-wise. Oh. I'd agree, Joe. I, I I do know in the case, you know, I'm in New England, so I'm just aware. Uh, I, I do know that uh, uh, the governor of Maine uh, has, has personally made, you know, kind of her mission, you know, welcoming a different uh, – demographics into the state and that has a lot to do with this this whole thing um you know just 
essentially changing demographics. You got well, estrogens the, there too? Uh, not that I know of. I have to look into that. I I I I, I want to say I remember reading something about you know handfuls. You know, right yeah. after the Afghanistan debacle. Um, I'm sure. So, Il- sure. I'm sure. Ilhan Omar is happy about that. Yeah. Um, so what's what? I'm cu- I'm curious. What do the locals think, uh, Mike? About because Maine is pretty pretty well. Bread, I, isn't it? I I don't know. I mean, I grew up there when I was a kid, uh, and I do know that uh, when I when I lived there, you know, a Mainer is a Mainer. I know I don't sound like one, but uh, uh, and anyone else is from away. You know, you, you're not one of us. You're and, and if you. If you come from away and you and you move to that state, you don't become one of the Mainers until you've been there for like 50 years. <laughs> you know, so, so they're pretty kind of kind of close hold community um, that has changed. You know, of course, many things change over the years. Uh, very accepting, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the general uh, accepting diversity inclusion type crowd particularly in the southern part well to answer your question you're going to get that prevalent uh um philosophy in the portland area which is you know the largest city in the state um you go pretty much anywhere outside into the northern hinterlands of maine and and that's where i grew up and that's where i you know i write about that kind of place more so in my books uh but um those people are totally you know different you know mm-hmm. but the, the the large density clump is in that southern from portland all the way down to to uh um the new hampshire border all, all your your population density is there See? and that's where the votes are hmm. Well, I mean, so anyway, going back to Somalia, though, I mean, you know, so this just kind of screams of, I mean, granted, we've been in Somalia since the 90s, so clearly it predates the war on terror. But, man, this just kind of screams us kind of getting back into the war on terror, right? Um, I'm of the opinion, generally speaking, that uh, the best way to win the war on terror is to get away from places where there is terror, right? Well, I think I, think I you know, I read about the Somalia thing Um you know, in our, in our private chat and, 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 you know, I'm pretty much, you know, why are we doing this, you know, from strategic, well, because Trump did the opposite. That's why we're doing it. That explains the why. Is that a good reason? No, of course it's not. Uh, I, I really, uh, it's a good, I mean, there are significant bases that have been built there over the time so that there is infrastructure there from which to launch, you know, that probably exceed um, DJ, no doubt. Um, With all that said, why the fucking Christ are we back in Somalia? (laughs) Yeah. And and, and why is it, why is it that it's us that has to do this? If you look at the map, why aren't Kenyan forces involved in this? Why is it the, the African, there's an uh, organization of African states that has stepped into a whole bunch of other areas, usually with Nigerian troops or what have you. Why, why is it Why is it that we have to send 500 folks? And maybe that's not a lot, but if it's your brother or your brother-in-law or your cousin, it's a big well, deal. Well, you know, Mike got so angry, he, he yeeted himself. 
you know, my my thought is kind of, uh, you know, I I don't think that I think there is a role for the U.S. in helping and training, you know, our allies around the world, but we don't need to be fighting their fights for them. Why don't we um, have Saudi troops in Somalia? Is there? I'm back. Is there wheat? You know, is there some kind of food or something in in no. in? No. Is there anything? Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, I mean, I said, well, I said and, like I was going to say, the only real one that they have is fish, and that is literally how the piracy started. Is that because the Somali government had collapsed, there was no navy to defend their borders, and so Chinese fishermen had come in and overfished the area to the point where they couldn't even sustainment fish. They got a lot of sharks. Well, that's about it. So, so my point is, is that you know we could go into Kenya, you know, a, a generally peaceful country, and train their military so that their military can be expeditionary, right? I mean, we don't well, need to be engaging in that, you know. I mean, you could make an argument that that, that is going that, that is going on. I mean, the the African countries are, and Kenya is one of the biggies. You know, they are doing something to you know to level that they can. You have to give them a little credit, you know, Kenya in particular. Um, but still, uh, you know, I, I just I, I I scratch my head. I, I, I just don't see any great value. Uh, you know, if we were not 30 trillion dollars in debt, staring at food crises and you know, six dollar gas, maybe that's a different dynamic. That's a different calculus. And I could discern the the great value of this, but um, again, at some point we have to v pick our battles. We're we're, we're delving right. into this, but we we we're we're not uh, committing to anything in Venezuela, Colombia. I, I I just yeah, I don't well, I don't get it, it. it. It's all well and good until all of a sudden you know you have an emergency and and all of a sudden now you've got you know, soldiers kidnapped or soldiers say, dead. Some or... might say it's all fun and games until you have a Black Hawk down. Right. I mean, <laughs> there is that, right? It's not like we don't have experience with that type of a, a situation in Somalia. So, I mean, it's just, you know, we're putting soldiers' lives at risk. And, and you know, when when something bad happens, we don't back out. We double down, right? And so that would just make it worse. And so, anyway, well, except just... for Benghazi, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I disagree. We we backed out almost immediately after the Battle of Mogadishu. Yeah. Well, we were that we were we continued to stick around in that city for for two weeks. You know. I, I, I'm just going to do. Weeks? I'm going to do a little foreshadowing here. There is a very remote probability that. The Clinton administration is going to receive some scathing commentary in my sixth book. I'm I'm just saying, um, <laughs> and that's what started it, right there, Joe. Your what you just said, shocker. Hey, who was advising General Muhammad Muhammad Farah Idid on the ground that day? A, a young Saudi Arabian boy named Osama. I'm just saying. Correct. You know, we've had so many opportunities to kill that guy before uh, he he ever caused trouble, and we never did. We turned down. We turned down the transfer of it. I, mean, I know. Was, you know, it's crazy, absolutely crazy. The the he probably well, we, well, we blew up an aspirin factory as a kabuki theater, sort of. You know, we're doing something. 
Well, and then there was the there was the opportunity to shoot him down too, and and we didn't take that. Well, I don't know. Um, so, uh, Andrew, I wanted to, you know, I I hate I, I know you're not a Somali expert, so we're not going to get much. Out I of I like this. Somali actually. I know I know uh, you know I've read a good about about it. I mean, it's a very interesting person. Uh, interesting. I thought man. he was going to say he knew a Somali girl. That would be so, Andrew. I was going to say that <laughs> that's not that's not untrue, but no, that's neither here nor there. The point of the matter is, is that the thing that I love about Somalia is it's one of the countries that hasn't had a functioning national government forever. And you have those breakaway provinces of what is it, Puntland, and there's another one up up in the, the top that are, um, you know, kind of set up to even like fracture the country, um, you know, essentially. Um, it, it's just a, a very fascinating, a very fascinating country that. I really don't see anything uh, anything good coming out of, but at the same time, it sits on that strategic point, that strategic choke point that we've got to deal with it. So whether or not the thing is, I, I'm with you guys in terms of boots on the ground, but I think in terms of that naval passage, particularly that route through the Suez, yeah, I, I think that's real exposed. Now, it may not be us policing it, and we can actually transition this because there's a little island to the east that is very relevant because this may be a bigger issue for our next conflict with China, uh, who has a severe investment in Sri Lanka, which uh, is having some very interesting economic times right now. And you're kind of seeing this uh, belt of instability along one of the busiest trade routes in the uh, entire world. Well, well, we, we've been talking quite a bit about Sri Lanka lately, and, uh, it, and they continue to uh, go further into, into – I'm really wondering if India is going to try to step in and be the saving grace. But, uh, uh, but I don't know how they're going to take that. Uh, I don't know how they're going to take yeah, a that, uh, that has never gone well any of the times it's happened, but it is entirely possible. Well, no, I think I think, you know, yeah. India just has to get out of their own way. If, if they were to do it purely from the standpoint of humanitarian uh, relief, I think it could be very successful. The problem is India always sees their opportunity to get in there and, and stir the pot. Well, right with the Tamils, right? I mean, like right. they're gonna they're gonna raise that issue again, and um, yeah, that's a that's a dangerous pot to stir. Well, you you obviously haven't been reading Boomsline Gambit because I blew that place up. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about. Mike blew it up years ago. Uh, what? So I mean. So you know, one of the things that we've been talking about with Sri Lanka, Andrew, has been the has been just how this country is is kind of a you know this is what potentially could happen here you know with the with or not here in Korea but you know in the U.S. with uh, with you know rising price of of gas, rising price of food, and then all of a sudden you start having like oh this gas station only has gas you know, four days a week. And based on the even or odd of your license plate number, you can only get gas on a Monday or a Thursday. You know, this is the type of thing I think we're going to, you know. Right. So, so Sri Lanka is a precursor to things you can see here. Of course, once again, Sri Lanka is a very different level of development than the, than the United very States. Different. However, uh, can you see similar conditions because of the, the economics of, uh, you know, of certain commodities. I mean, I think absolutely. I, I mean, I'm just very fascinated on on the fact on Sri Lanka based on the fact that China has those significant interests there uh, in the port and in the country and as a right. whole as part of the Belt and Road. They cannot have mass instability there 
and still, uh, you know, accomplish their Belt and Road uh, initiatives. I think there is sure a point at which can they? Sure, sure, they can. Yeah, I mean, they just bypass. I mean, that's just one link along a very, very long chain. Well, what uh, are, you know, what about the so Sri Lanka devolves into Somalia off the Indian coast, and what's the next thing you're going to see? You're going to see Chinese naval base in Sri Lanka, right? It, and they're going to need to spend money to stop Sri Lankan pirates from raiding their commerce vessels. And this so is the same pattern that they use in the Solomons. Exactly. Well, they'll come, they'll come in and be the white knights, right? I yes. mean, you know. Right. We, we bring you peace and order and food. And food, right? Well, and, 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 I mean, do you guys feel like that's a, that's a, a good thing, a bad thing? Is that just a drain on Chinese resources? Is it, is, it is for once, you know, China being the world police and having to pay for these costs versus the United States? I mean, what's your... Well, the, no, whole, it, the, whole, no, Belt Road, the whole Belt and Road Initiative is the basis. It's the foundational effort right. to play that role, is to be the hegemon in all these places. Look at, the, look at Entebbe Airport in Uganda. They own it now. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they defaulted on the debt. What mm -hmm. did Sri Lanka do yesterday? It defaulted on its debt. Yeah, it faced it faced an issue where it said we can pay for food or we can pay for our debt, and they basically said mafangu to the bondholders, and now you're going to see the continued economic sort of degradation of Sri Lanka, and right. and if anybody wants to think that the Chinese aren't prepared to take control of Sri Lanka, in in a situation where they've got the UN's blessing to go bring peace to Sri Lanka, you're not paying attention. And, and, and China is known to foment instability for those purposes. And that's why I want to bring up something. It's, it might seem unrelated, but it is tangentially related. The shooting in Orange County, California. Um, I called it within an hour that the guy was going to turn out to be some sort of stringer for Chinese intelligence. And yesterday the story came out. He's a stringer for Chinese intelligence. So China is willing to foment unrest. So here they, they, they set up their own mass shooting of Taiwanese here on here in America to cause some sort of tension. They're not above doing that in Sri Lanka. They're not above doing that in Mogadishu to drain other people's resources and set up conditions for them to come in. It's what they did in the Solomon Islands that now has them a naval base. Yeah, yeah. and it's so, so what is the strategic value of Sri Lanka in an India-China conflict? Huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Huge. It's a giant aircraft carrier. At the yeah. same time that India it's is Cuba. India is moving like four divisions up to the line of control uh, in uh, between China and India in the disputed territory. Right. Yeah. So it's, Sri Lanka, so they're going to hand them baseball bats wrapped in barbed wire so they can do the same thing in Sri Lanka that they're doing on the line of control. Right. You just have at it. So, you know, ultimately, while while these, you know, I I'll kind of go back to you know my my theory, my more general theory on foreign affairs. You know, if it's not the Persian Gulf, if it's not China, if it's not the Monroe Doctrine, we don't really have a, a, a you know place in this. But so, that doesn't mean we're not going to see the the second and third order consequences. That's exactly. Of it. I right. mean, right? So, I, I can agree with the yes. first, but you have to understand the second and third order consequences. Well, well but so for instance, well, Sri Lanka, my language, oh, second and third order effects. I love it. So, so watch your shows where Diego Garcia. Is. That's good. Yeah, it's just south of there. Big UK-US naval presence there, important in terms of, probably more important in terms of some of the other aspects of what's going to go on in the Indian Ocean. But 
you know, I'm just saying, all these pieces are starting to sort of fold together in terms of the. Yeah, uh, I agree. The, I think Sri Lanka makes a good check to Diego Garcia. Exactly. Yeah. So if you look at you look at the naval base in in Bangladesh that they're building at Chittagong, you look at the the, the Chinese relationship with the PACs, the Pakistanis. You then add Sri Lanka and, and whatever else. They're already at Djibouti. Diego Garcia looks pretty lonely out there, doesn't he? Yeah. Awful small little island. It's an island. Yeah. It's not an island. Diego yeah. Garcia and, and Guam. Yeah. Look, well, you know, yeah. Guam looks real lonely. Yeah. If if China had this place, they would just fill in that uh, eight hole in the middle. So they could... <laughs> it's a giant island at that point, right? <laughs> so um, we are we're coming up on time, but um, I you know I I, I just wanted. I, I like talking about these places that uh, that that essentially we don't have a natural interest, uh, but ultimately, you know, whether it's that third order effect or whether it's it's kind of tangentially related. So, for instance, Sri Lanka is right in between essentially the two areas we do have interests. Uh, so it's it's a piece in that kind of larger puzzle. You know, just because we don't, you know. We don't make if if there's a fight breaks out in Sri Lanka just because we don't get involved doesn't mean we don't have a, a a need to keep an interest to keep an eye on to be able to maybe talk with our you know so India is a member of the Quad that's I think it's uh, I think POTUS is going to Japan in, in the next couple of days for a, a meeting of the Quad plus I think South Korea is supposed to be there um, so. I mean, these are these are important relationships uh, at, that are provided, you know, the kind of the beginning of a balancing coalition against China. So to the to the extent that we are assisting our allies in that balancing coalition to contain Chinese, you know, if we are going to if we're going to go back to the idea of containment, which is what we did against Russia, um, you know, and, and use that tactic against um, uh against china i mean that's where something like sri lanka starts to become a lot more important um the solomon islands become a lot more important so these little things that don't seem like our natural interest definitely tie in uh to uh to what we're doing here mm -hmm. um all right so guys would you have any final thoughts on this uh on this before uh we uh before we wrap up this topic going once going twice uh all right any anything else we need to talk about tonight guys i mean i think we've pretty much hit uh, all of our scheduled topics we're we're actually just under two hours so we're we're, yes. we're, we're flying tonight Yes, I think there's something that chat would like to hear us talk about, Scott, and that is that you and I have committed that we are going to get together and we are going to hash out the uh, the three major things that everybody's been asking about. The yes. patches are being printed and they're on the way, so we are going to make our website and set up our blog. We, uh, we are going to get the locals set up tomorrow, yes, Scott and I. Um, and then we're going to fix the rumble so that we are dual streaming to here and rumble. Right. Cause we've, well, I've noticed on the rumble videos that, uh, the, that essentially it cuts it off at two hours for some reason. 
So, but it, in it, the weirdest possible way, it cuts off the first half. The and first part sure. of the video. Right? So <laughs> I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. So anyway, we'll, we're going to be working on that stuff. Um, we are no, no show on Saturday, guys. Um, we will be uh, we'll be, we'll be doing our own uh, little internal meeting uh, on Saturday, and then we will be back uh, like normal on Monday uh, with but we'll be kind of in enacting the, uh, uh, the the stricter schedule uh, and format, and we may even uh, change a few other little minor things um, that cosmetic stuff that you may notice. Um, all right, so uh, real quick, we've got uh, 79 folks watching live. Mike, you want to tell folks about um, sure. uh, about your books? Sure, Watcher, if you would, drill down to uh, um, uh, the Amazon page and go right to Boomslang Gambit. Go to the red cover book. And if you would, um, you, you should be able to, so, you know, it's got the, Oh, you bastards, they don't have it. I thought I had the you can preview the first couple pages. Or, or, oh, yeah, yeah, they have it. yeah. Okay, no, so I can yeah, so scroll, scroll down until you see a map, not that the next thing right there. Okay, so you probably have seen that before on the show. Um, this whole book, which is the shortest book, by the way, is, is all about the belts and roads initiative you know from my twisted point of view but that's beside the point um and and one of the major targets of some of the actions that take place is in sri lanka and it is done through proxy with the tamil tiger dudes ltte um so I, you know if if you're pressed for time you you, you don't want to read all five books um currently um just read that one because because that's what that this is all about china this is the china book uh and, and there will be more on that subject but i mean this this particular um bunch of operations are specifically um to uh to to, to take the piss out of china a little bit as far as their economic expansion so you're, you're trying to counter the pawn shop diplomacy that they're engaged in uh, the pawn shop uh, through destruction yeah, yeah. Okay. uh and and the whole thing you were talking about um stan you know the way that they i think joe mentioned it also but the way that they uh like you know the, the way that they acquired and tebby you know through nefarious lending you know in default when the when 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 the uh when the when the you know the payment of all the the um aid that china gave defaulted they said okay well we'll just take that airport and, and exchange call it good mm -hmm. uh, so those kind there's a whole bunch of those kind of points wrapped up in the text you know in the whole thing um so if, if if you thought the sri lanka discussion and anything we've talked about in the past on on bri the belt and road initiative etc this kind of lays out a pretty good primer to get, at least get a pretty good understanding. Um, and then, the, you know, there's a whole bunch of exciting crap that goes with it and people's eyes get gouged out and, you know, shit like that. But um, I would say, you know, I said it before, you know, when we were talking pretty heavy on on uh, on uh, Ukraine, that, you know, the Baltic chain is kind of a good primer on the general stuff, what's going on between U Ukraine and, and, and Russia. 
but uh, I guess today's today's discussion leads me to say, hey, you, you might want to check out Boomslang Gambit. Uh, um, so there's five books. There's one more uh, I'm, I'm writing as 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 we kind of as we speak. Um, and then on top of that, uh, going to start looking towards audio books with the, with the first platform being the YouTube stuff, Radioactive Redhead, to give you just a general idea of the readings. Um, and then next week, she transitions to the second book, uh, Wind Towers Fall. So that's the books that I write. Uh, and I hope you enjoy them, frankly. Yeah, very cool, man. You, your your stuff is always your your stuff is way ahead of 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 what we were talking about here on the on the council. Well, well, the, the, the only the only reason you know it's not like I'm some visionary. It, I, I'm just taking a proactive point of view versus reactive, which which is what we generally do. Yeah, we we react to stuff and make choices after the fact. And I'm, uh, you know, the, the conditions have been there for a long time. They have been known. They're not, you know, Belt and Roads Initiative. This is not secret squirrel shit that only the CIA knows about. This is decades old stuff. And 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 by the way, C. Goody, I want to thank you very much for for writing the little plugs in there. And I, I'm assuming I, th I think you're one of the guys that have probably bought some and read, um, it, you know, at least some of the series. And and uh, I know there are others on the show in the chat that have uh, made comments and I appreciate that. I, this is, so I've been, I don't know if you guys have been watching our, our chat tonight. It's been, it's been pretty hilarious the last, I don't know, a little bit. Uh, yeah. This, is, this, I always think it's funny when alphas so tell people funny. they're alphas, right? Uh, if you yeah. say it, if you, you know gotta what? say it, God, I wish this was on Twitter so I could retweet you with a ridiculous photo. Uh, yeah. Oh, start one of those chains. I I appreciate all the all the chuckles you've given me tonight, Taiji. I appreciate your <laughs> uh, your. I mean, this comedy that he's doing is just really good. It's like on point. So uh, keep it up, brother. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right. So Andrew, why don't you tell the folks, uh, you know, what you've got going on for the next week? I mean, I, I know Jesus. you're going to be traveling okay. and you've got to, uh, yeah, you've so got... I, I've got to finish up the, we're obviously the algorithm is dictated. The algorithm has spoken and we are covering, uh, Johnny Depp and Amber for the next week, uh, because the grift is strong with me. Jesus Christ. That video just got another 50 K views. So, um, yeah. Uh, I'm obviously doing that because, you know, when you ride the, you either, you know, ride the wave or you try to swim against the riptide and fucking die. So, um, I'll be doing that for the next two weeks. Um, I had to move around my, um, my, uh, <laughs> flight due to Corona, but, um, I will be in the U S uh, next week at the 28th. Uh, I'll be moving around doing some collaborations. Um, and I'll be back in Korea on the 13th. 14th or 14th um and then i'll be back to the u.s for a short bit after that in the end of the month but did, um, did i hear something on your live stream about a three-day streamathon when you get back in quarantine eh? no, no 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 what i said is if i go to japan when it opens uh i will i, I would stream during quarantine if i had to because ah, okay. pretty much i feel like during these these trials but like with rittenhouse uh, and now with this, like I am just constantly streaming. I'm essentially in quarantine. I'm quarantined by my streaming habit. 
Um, and it's, uh, it is what it is. It, it luckily, fortunately, these trials don't last forever. Um, so this one will be over pretty much next week is the end of the arguments that closing statements should be on Friday and then we'll get a verdict, um, hopefully shortly after. So maybe we got another week of grift maximum on that. Um, but yeah, any predictions? Oh yeah. Johnny's going to take it on this one. Uh, everybody hates Amber. They figured out she's a C next Tuesday. So, um, yeah, it's, I'm That's 90, an acronym by the way. 95% uh, for uh, for Johnny, and I think he'll take anywhere between 10 and 20 million, most likely around 14 million. And she's pretty much uh, judgment proof, though, isn't she? Yeah, well, it doesn't mean you can't, doesn't mean you can't have it outstanding. And then maybe Daddy Elon will pay. There's a lot of rumors about whether, you know, there's surrogacy going on with Elon and whether there's some of that Elon seed getting well, passed around. Supposedly, Elon was up, uh, is paying for, uh, he paid uh, for a donation to the ACLU. Yes. So why is the question? And well, we saw him in that elevator and we heard about uh, from one of the witnesses, there was deposition testimony that he had a three-way with um, Amber, Cara DeVigne and Elon. So and, and so Amber, Amber, Cara and uh, Elon had a three-way. So, uh, so yeah. No so, I, for taste. I, I, I'm sure Alan Rogers is actually talking to you here on this one, uh, Andrew. Five dollars. He says, "Oh yeah, no, I love it. celebrity I mean, court. Embrace geopolitics." That's why. That's why I have these guys on. Trust me. I mean, the the these guys these guys are always there. These guys are always on, and and definitely going to uh, going to have it back on because geopolitics never sleeps, right? Whether or not we want to, uh, it does not sleep. Yeah, there's the uh, "See You Next Tuesday" acronym. Yep. Uh, for spell. those that. <laughs> I wouldn't say he misspelt it. <laughs> nope, not at all. I also will be reviewing the because I want to get a little a little uh, laughs in there. I'll be reviewing the uh, She Hulk trailer because that is a fucking travesty. Oh, well, that's um, yeah. She's she's supposed to be a, a lawyer, you know. I, mean, I know that, there's so many there's so many things to to rip into that. So I'm going to do one this weekend when I just as a break from the herd stuff, just have something they, fun. They <laughs> need to. <laughs> They need to recast uh, Johnny Depp's lawyer as the She-Hulk. Uh, that, that, uh, this, it, that, if they did, that would be this generation's Legally Blonde. I'll tell you that right now. I, I, um, I'm just curious. You uh, following, is it worth following the stuff with, uh, is it Durham or Dunham? Uh, his right. Investigation. Yeah. So, so uh, there's some lawyers that are, that are doing that right. Robert Gruller is uh, pulling that information, and he's one of the ones that's following that one. Um, it's worth monitoring. I wouldn't say it's worth checking in daily. It's not one of those things where you need like a daily. It's going to be a slow burn on that one, but it is worth following and paying attention to. So that is something that I'm going to provide like periodic updates on, but not daily updates on. Mm. Well, uh, I, you know... I, from my from what I understand it you know they they tried to flip him and he wouldn't flip and so mm-hmm. they're they're now going after him and and once he's got some some years kind of put up uh, up on him I think maybe they might get it get get him to flip right but. and they just they just by the way in that case one of the updates is they just slapped down the um the mistrial request by the um by the Clinton lawyer so um, there's no mistrial that's going to happen in there. They thought they thought they were going to get off there, but no, they're still they're stuck for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I think that's interesting to see how he's just chugging along and you know and he's making steadily pro- process. And I think there's a lot of wrongdoing there. And you know, the more that comes to light, the more it's just um, you know 
the other one that I want to see somebody go after, but we we won't see it until a, a new administration comes in, is the is all this Hunter Biden uh, stuff. There is there is so much that. corruption that's coming out gonna, of that uh, that relationship. That. I know it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Uh, but but it, you know, like I said, it. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Based on what a little I've I've found out in the last two weeks, I think that guy needs. You know, well, never mind. I sh- I shouldn't I shouldn't say. Uh, I'll, let, I'll leave that for others. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, definitely some interesting legal stuff on the horizon, and I hope uh, I hope we can uh, you know touch base with you on it. Yeah, and I hope to have some of you guys on, on the channel again. Obviously, as I grow and have more viewers, I want to introduce those viewers to you guys because you guys obviously know what you're talking about. And just like um, today, when I had you know Tug on, he's a subject matter expert on the herd stuff, and he does a lot of details I don't know. You guys are subject matter experts on stuff that I don't know, so I rely on you guys for a lot of information. Well, we appreciate that, brother. We appreciate the the, the partnership that we've had uh, on, on these uh, last few weeks. So, uh, looking forward to more of that. Um, Stan, where can the folks find you? Uh, out well, there we're in the, we're, we're, in, in uh, we're the on Twitter at the Virginia Gentleman, um, and um, involved in a couple of other places as well uh, on Twitter. Contributors. Um, and I, I, I mentioned to you guys, I've decided that uh, 280 characters is insufficient to capture my outrage at what's going on. So you're going to see notice of a Substack column that's going to get launched here in the next uh, week or so, where I'm going to take a little bit more of an in-depth view on stuff that I think is interesting, which is going to be fairly eclectic, um, try to keep people interested in it, and we'll see where we go. All right, sounds good, man. Uh, look, I'm really looking forward to that, and hopefully, we can share share some of that with our folks over either on uh, locals or on the web page, or some figure out a way to help you get more traffic on that stuff. Thank you, um, I appreciate. It. Saw the uh, yeah, we saw Ron's uh, web page in here. Make sure you guys, if you know, Ron was able to to show up uh, for the beginning of the show, but he had to take off before uh, we finished up with the map. Uh, but uh, Ron's running for a state senate in uh, South Dakota. Make sure you guys uh, give him a, a look. Uh, his his website is down in the description, uh, and he's on OGA Ron uh, on on Twitter. Uh, so definitely give him a follow. He's got some uh, great takes, and uh, he's he's got some hilarious takes. Every time Ron is in the chat, like I, I swear to God, Ron is the most hilarious person in the chat. Like he's he's I think he's almost better in the chat than he is in the panel. I'm joking. I love Ron. <laughs> <laughs> but but he's fantastic and really uh, we need people more people like Ron in office uh, who are much better than the Mitch McConnells of the world. Oh my God, tell me about it. Ron is uh, you know he's he's exactly what uh, what you know we should all be thinking about ways that we can get involved locally to to make the world a better place because um, that's where it happens, right? It happens at the local level. Exactly. Uh, Watcher, anything else that we need to talk about today? Hmm. We Joe is taken off, so uh, definitely check out uh, tacticalwisdom.com. That's down in the description as well. So is uh, and then once again, Joe is also another great Twitter follow. Uh, so definitely give him a a, a look there. Um, and I want to I want to just tell everybody uh, I just got colored pages in for my door kicker, so we're going to be putting together the uh, the twenty four page. Uh, preview uh, of Door Kicker's uh, Bad Medicine. Uh, that's my uh, 56-page graphic novel that uh, I'm putting out. 
Um, it's still available on Indiegogo. It's a crowdfunder, not a store, so uh, we're cr we're crowdfunding it. Um, it's under construction right now, and once uh, it all gets put together and we get it printed, then we'll be uh, shipping that out. So uh, appreciate. I know several people from the uh, uh, both the chat and uh, and viewers of the show have uh, reached out and and let me know they've backed the uh, book. So appreciate you guys. Um, so. Give that a look. It's a, the link is down in the description um, on Indiegogo. No show on Saturday. Um, so definitely we'll see you guys back here at this normal time on Monday. If you haven't already done it, please give this, uh, this video a like. That's free. And so is subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, you know, Taiji, I, I hear you in the chat, man. You know, you got a lot of... You know, things that you feel pretty strongly about. And even if I don't agree with you, man, I still want you to hit that subscribe button. So, uh... You know, so so we have another subscriber. You know, it's always it's always nice to to, to increase that subscriber count. Um, appreciate the rest of you guys. Uh, everybody, say uh, say hello to our newest uh, moderator. C Goody has been doing uh, the Lord's work in the chat today. Appreciate you uh, sharing out links. Um, you know, I, I couldn't. You know that he's an elite moderator over there at Nick Ricada's channel. Uh, I think he moderates for you too, doesn't he, uh, Andrew? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, there's no way in hell I was going to um, – I will definitely get that uh, Spotify link thing fixed. We will take care of that, uh, see Goody. Um, I use Spotify all the time for my stuff too, so uh, I definitely will be uh, looking into that and we'll get that fixed. Um, if you could do Sorry, me, I just saw, me. I just saw Rod in the chat. I'm like, this motherfucker, look at me, right? It's like, I wish you could have stayed on to bust on Andrew. I mean, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Always taking shots. Always well, you know, shots. he's, 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 uh, he's got, he's, he's quick of wit, uh, and sharp of tongue. And, uh, and we wouldn't have him any other way. Uh, he's got laser eyes. Yes. <laughs> Especially when uh, he deals with Miles. Speaking of Miles, we need to get Miles back on again. Uh, hey, he's he's ready. He's just waiting. That for is content. That is content. I tell me about it, man. I you know I, I've got a an Afghan friend. I want to get him on at the same time as Miles, so he can say, Miles, what the hell are you were you thinking? Um, right. And uh, but my my Afghan friend's been out of pocket, so uh, we may just have Miles on. Uh, uh, you know, by himself. Uh, it's it's a it's a, good, it's a good idea, good strategy, not to piss off Ron. Just you know, that's a good. Do not piss Ron off. Just keep that in your back pocket. You'll be all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, only love for the lawyer. <laughs> all right. Well, we appreciate you guys uh, joining us today. Thank you guys for the, those that sent in super chats. We appreciate you. Uh, and we will definitely see you guys uh, on Monday. Uh, everybody stay safe. Thanks. Peace.